Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. This week's guest is First AC David Lebb. And I was thinking about it, and Lebb and I have done four pilots and at least four movies together, as well as a bunch of other work here and there. And that's a lot of time together. So we know each other quite well and have a lot of stories about things that happened to us on set. So a lot of this episode is kind of us just reminiscing and, and chatting. So I hope you enjoy it. Also, something cool happened this week. I got an email from Jake Butler. He was on a podcast called Second Sticks that Nick Brown does. And they talked about me and they talked about the podcast. And they were very complimentary and I really appreciate it. It was really nice. And uh, so thanks, guys. Uh, if you want another podcast that talks about camera and film stuff, check it out. It's called Second Sticks. And if you'd like to support me on Patreon, please do so at patreon.com backslash walking backwards. Or if you'd like to email me for any other reason, walking backwards podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy. Lab, you're here. I'm here. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. I haven't seen you. Well, I don't think we figured that out. I said, oh, geez, when's the last time I've seen you? But I don't think we ever figured out when that actually was. I have no idea. It's been a few years, I think. Was it God? I mean, I've, I've, yeah, it must have been. I mean, we've, I think I've run into you at Rental House or something once or twice, but. Gotti was probably the last job. Yeah. That turned out to be a real masterpiece, I hear. You know what? I had three movies on the top uh, 50 worst movie list of the year. You did? Year. Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you. That's nice. <laughs> Gotti was the highest ranked on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> did you see it? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And? The script was good. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, well. Oh, I did see Kevin. Um, I was, I was, uh, having drinks at Dantana's and Kevin walked in. Really? Did he remember you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what's up, dude? He was like, hey, what's up? I didn't say anything about the movie. <laughs> and then <laughs> he was coming in to like get some food to go or something. And, uh, we chatted for a minute and that was it. Yeah. I He's think a nice guy. He is. I think he had moved on before the movie even finished. I don't. I don't know. Um, the bartender seemed to know him and was like, yeah, he's a little bummed about his movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I worked on that. He goes, oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I think maybe he put on a brave face and you know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, it was, a, they gave him an opportunity to do, you know, a narrative feature. He'd done what that, that Islanders documentary, but he, he want he wanted it to, to go places. It should have and. I won't say what I really feel, but some people made it difficult for him. <laughs> I think you're referring to the producers. <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, the producers of that movie were under Rico charges while we were shooting it. No comment. So, well, that's just a fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mentioning names. I'm just saying, you know, they, they, uh, they, they were. I don't know if they're guilty or not, but anyway, um, there was there were things going on while we were shooting that, and <clears throat> it was not an easy movie. No, by any means. Um, I had a good time though. Our crew was nice. Yeah. I, I had a good time. Kevin was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the cast was super cool. All of them, like m- cooler than expected, cooler than should yeah. be expected, I think. And then, um, yeah, and I, we all got along really well. Let's see, Richard, you. Matthew, Michael, Colleen, Colleen, of course, Joe Boo, 
who it's Jobu. I loved him. Yeah. <clears throat> Colleen lived um um well, no, like right over there while she was doing oh, she Captain, did Captain Marvel. Amer- or Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, yeah. And, and she um, also did Vice. Oh, she did? Yeah. She was okay. out here for Vice and then I think ended up staying for Captain Marvel. Oh, I thought she came out just for Captain Marvel. Oh, but I think they live. I think Patrick came with her. I think they were living like mm-hmm. down there somewhere. But we never got together. We talked about, oh, let's have drinks. Yeah, they were yeah. shooting at Tinhorn Flats, Captain Marvel, which is what eight houses down from my house. And I never, I still didn't go see her. <laughs> I feel like I texted with her and said, "Hey, I think they're shooting on my street. I'll, maybe I'll come by." And then just didn't. Oh, so, the one in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, that's funny. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you didn't go by there, like blocks no, away. No, I, I, I don't. It was too much of a hassle. <laughs> I mean, it's a Marvel movie. You know the security of those places. It's a pain in the ass. That's true. You are Marvel, Marvel approved though. We did a Marvel project together. Yeah, I don't think they approved me. <laughs> <laughs> they approved you, but they don't approve of you. Correct. <laughs> uh, that was. We were talking about earlier. Was that twenty? That was the end of twenty thirteen. Yeah, I guess. And then we shot in the it? beginning of twenty fourteen. Was that? Yeah, I think. So. I think that's right. Agents of Shield pilot. Yeah, because we did. That was the third. Was that the third pilot? Because we did three in a row. That was the, the advocates. That was and, the second one. We did the advocates and night shift, and mm-hmm. Agents of Shield three in a row. And I can't. I I keep forgetting the timeline of when they were. Night Shift was that was in before, 2012. That was before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know that because 100%. I remember Pat Daly was the one who originally told me he was doing it. And that's how I found out about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember hearing whispers about it on that pilot as well. Yeah. Um, and then and then David did his classic like one at a time like, mm-hmm. hey, let's keep it between us. But I've got this thing. You available? <laughs> yep. And then you all kind of figure out that you're on. <laughs> so just like, talking amongst ourselves. We're like, wait, are you on it? Yeah, you on it? Yeah, okay, great. I'll do it. Well, you have to be <laughs> careful because you never know. Well, it, it, we were out of town, we, so, yeah. but. I mean, it was what? It was me, you, and Pat, and that was it. Everyone else was. Oh, well, Clayton did it. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. Who, Pat's best boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was it. For but I mean, pilot, that, yeah, that, that was all Albuquerque people, I think, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were great. Um, no, but 2012, because I remember I spent my, I forget what birthday that would have been for me. doesn't matter. 47? Shut up. It might have been 38, to be honest. Um, but I, I remember, oh, you'll remember this night, my birthday, my tw- birthday in 2012, November 15th. Where were we? Think about the hardest day on that pilot. Oh, was that Steadicam shot? Was that, that your birthday? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we, well, okay, so we could argue about the hardest day. <laughs> I meant for you guys, too. Um, do you remember the day in the parking lot at ABQ Studios? Oh, the helicopter. <laughs> I still show people pictures of that. It's a, that was a disaster. I remember the first promotional picture they, they, um, they put out for that show had me in it. It was them coming up and me shooting like over Owen's shoulder on the gurney. Yeah. Running through the the like eight rain rigs and the helicopter blades spinning in November in Albuquerque at night, two in the morning. It was thirty degrees ish, something Maybe. like that. It was, right? it was cold. That's all I mean obviously it wasn't 
the rain rig stayed rain. That's true. It might Nothing have been froze, 35. But it was cold. It was very cold. And remember, I forgot my my um, my uh, rain boot things. <laughs> so I had all my rain gear on, but I had regular shoes on. I had no no rain protection on my feet. So I was. We did so much steady cam all night for hours and hours and hours that I was totally fine until we did like a couple of shots of the helicopter taking off mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my feet were just ice. Yeah. You remember that? That's the time I, that thing was taking off. It was awful. And remember all the light posts in that parking yeah. lot. They landed this Huey helicopter it's in the middle of all these light giant posts. Giant medevac helicopter. Yeah. And well, it was a Huey. I think, wasn't it? I don't know anything about helicopters. It was a medevac helicopter. It was very big. It's big. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A gurney easily fit in it mm. width-wise. They could have put three gurneys in yeah. there. Um, but do you, do you remember it was if we were about to do the shot of it taking off? And one was a, it was a, one was a lock-off, and then I was doing the other shot, I think. But it was like the super easy shot. And I think I turned to you and said... Um, which way are you running when this shit goes down? <laughs> I ever remember that. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, have a plan, dude. Have a plan. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I think you look behind. I guess I'll run that way. And I'm like, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I think that's that's when I finally clicked that there were six rain towers above this helicopter and light posts surrounding it. And it's going to take off. <sighs> and credit to the pilot. He was a great pilot because he took it right it off. Great. And he landed it and he took it off and he landed it. Uh, but... um. All it would have taken is like one weird gust of wind. I mean, I don't, I don't fly helicopters, so I don't know. But one small mistake, if he went off course by, it was threading 10, a needle. ten feet. Oh or, yeah, it it could have been really bad, really fast. Yeah. So um, I just I, that was the night that I was so fed up that I decided I would test the waterproofness of the Preston. I just didn't cover it at all. I was running through the rain, the Wait, pouring rain. My Preston? No, it wasn't yours. It was, yes, it was. No, it must have been Panavision. <laughs> no, no, it definitely wasn't yours. I know okay, it wasn't yours because right. you because you had the you had a hand unit too, right? No, three. You had a three. Well, it wasn't yours. I think I think I because I was using the the A camera body and the camera body, I know, and I was I switching know. channels. I know it's all good. But the no, it's Panavision, and I I was like, well, I hear these are mostly sealed. Let's give it a try. <laughs> And I just didn't, I didn't cover it at all. I was running through the rain, the downpour. You were? I and, didn't Oh, really, yeah. I know awful. you had a cover on it at some point. I did eventually because it's not, it didn't quite It's not work. as waterproof so as it, you thought? No, it was fine for a while. And then what actually happened is the screen, moisture started to get into the screen mm. and it just started to wash out and turn solid yellow. Oh, so you and I realized, oh, I can't calibrate a lens. Ooh. I can't select what lens I have on. Oh. I mean, I could use it as a, you know, with a blank ring and. Right, right, whatever. Right, but I can't, right. I can't calibrate the actual lens, so I, I realized this is not really working super well. So I, then I put it in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, so, I was so bundled up, and I had goggles on. I was, the, it was cold. I just, I was so fed up with running around in the in the rain that I just, I said, screw it. Hopefully this thing works. And you know, the next morning after it dried out, it was fine again. Yeah, I'm sure it, it was, was all good. Yeah, um, that's funny. That was also the day I stood in the key light. That was, <laughs> that was fun. When we were you were chasing up, and we went under the little overhang to and we ended up in like an over and then the, the shot we were pulling oh, they, yeah, they were yeah. pulling a kid out of a, a kid was on a gurney he was coming out of no, a, it was owen out of a helicopter oh no it was a kid right? it was a kid he, owen they, was they running were, right? owen, and owen, yeah, all the all the medical guys were putting him on a gurney and then they're running him through the rain out of the helicopter into the hospital yeah and they go into the hospital and owen and was it freddie i don't know whoever the actors were they were they stop and they end up yelling at each other for something but they stop 
right. kind of under a little cover. Yeah. And so you let we let the gurney go and you transition into this over. And I'm just trying to get anywhere where I can see where you are, see where the actors are, just have any idea of what I'm doing. You know, hopefully keep it sharp. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a take, someone just shoves me in the back, like hard. And I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm concentrating. I don't know what the hell is going on. I turn around. It's David Boyd, the DP. And he just shoved me. And he just points to my, you know, and I look around and I'm, I'm standing directly in the key light, just completely shadowing the entire actor. Like, all me. And I just felt like the biggest fool. But I was just like, I, I didn't know where to go. It was the only place I could go. We didn't really rehearse anything. It was just like, we were just going that night. And of course, the, the the, of course, the next day he comes up to me and said, so I watched the dailies and it looked better when you were in the key light. You should have stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> That's typical Boyd. Um, it's funny because they don't, they don't, uh, what are you checking your texts? My wife, what am I supposed to do? Oh my God. She's inviting me to the company holiday party. Uh, oh, that's important <laughs> shit you need to get to right now. <laughs> um, it's it's funny because that show was so crazy with Steadicam. Yeah. <clears throat> and the amount of takes was so dumb. Like, and we... Not to rehearse that. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, it's like we rehearsed the gurney coming out, moving, I think. And then once they decided to turn on the rigs, the, the rain, and go, they just... At that point, it was just... We just kind of gave up with any sort of yeah. organization. It was just... Oh, and the rain rig wouldn't work. I remember the rain rig, um, the camera, the the sprayer or whatever it was, wouldn't work on the Steadicam. You couldn't. There was no way to mount it. Remember? I don't remember that. We no, no, no. We had one. It it would mount. I just, I, I hate using those things. Unless you're gonna look up into the rain, they they don't. I mean, how? I mean, you put a put a brow on and cover it up, and the rain doesn't hit the lens. No, you're right. It didn't. I think I just ended up just choosing not to use it because it was such a hassle. But I, I think it, I think uh, it was that one I think so. I don't know. I mean, either way, there was. I, don't I remember thought something was up and it wouldn't work. It, right, or uh, maybe I'm blocking that out of my memory. I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot to block there. There was. Remember, I always talk about it that 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 week, that last week, on that show. I don't remember anything. I had 106 hours on my time card. I do. I do remember. You must have had 150. I do remember that was the longest that on that show was the longest week I've ever worked. I oh, do yeah. know that. Oh yeah. And I I remember the I only remember a few chunks of things. Like I remember that Steadicam 360 that we shot for hours and hours and hours, and then they then ended up covering it. And then I remember them cutting Owen's hair, so we had to reshoot everything with him. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to remember, you maybe you would know better is the in my memory for some reason we were shooting that. We shot that 360 shot. Then we started covering it. You're and, calling it a 360, well, but it was really more of like an ER style thing. But there was yeah, a 360, 360 meaning like, end. you know, it was just, well, 360 in the sense of just, oh. we shot the entire oh. set. We were running. I remember, oh, gotcha. I remember me and Jax were in, I put scrubs on and walked through the shot at one point. I hid the Preston behind a clipboard. I know. Because there was, at one point, you backed, was into a great a, idea. you backed into a corner and there was nowhere to go. I know. It was a great idea. But the. I just, I, for, in my memory, they cut his hair that night, but I don't think that that can't be because we didn't reshoot that shot, did we? Yes, we did. We did. So that was so my the, memory's correct because I have a terrible memory. No, you're right. Because day one was some stuff of him in a jail cell. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, that was just like 
a tiny bit of the morning. By and the way, then I mean, all my memory of these things are just pictures I have in my cell phone. <laughs> I have a picture of you crushed in a corner in that jail cell. That's why I remember that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, send it to me. Okay. <laughs> It'll bring back uh, I have, horrific I have a horrific memories. I have a lot of great pictures of you on that show. <laughs> oh, shit. Normally in really compromising and miserable positions. <laughs> Even more fun. Mm-hmm. No, but then we shot in that room where Pat and I almost came to blows. Um, with Freddie, it was like Freddie's office. And yeah, we shot all the office stuff for the whole pilot in that day. Yeah, when him and Owen got into get into a fight, and we did that extreme macro close up of Freddie's eye. I think at one point, or Owen's eye. Did we do it in that? I can't remember. I that think one. it was it was Freddie's office. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but it was everyone, everyone else in the pilot coming into Freddie's office at one point or another. But Pat and I, Pat stood in the middle of the room. He's the key grip. And he stood in the middle of the room and he was like giving orders and stuff. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we had a little friction because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we can't all be in charge here, you know? And, <clears throat> and he and I, I went to, I went to David at lunch and I said, I, I, I might have a problem. <laughs> It was driving me insane, and and Pat's a Pat's a great guy. I didn't know him at this point, so this was us, you know. And I think he came to me, or I went to him, or something, and we said, "Hey, you know, it's all good." Or like it was just something like easy, like yeah. just to let you know, like I don't dislike you. And then it it uh, the, the tension went away, and then it became a more. There was a lot of tension on that set in general. Just at the beginning, I mean, later I, uh, later I, there was a little bit, but but I think it was just the director had a lot yes. of energy. Yes, and, it was mostly directed yeah. against him, and I personally like him, um, but uh, you know when you want to average a nineteen hour shooting day or eighteen whatever it was, you're going to have a lot of people pissed off at you. Yeah. You know, and and what I think the theory we ended up agreeing on, our best theory anyway, was that since he's from France, he had nowhere to go at night. He didn't know the town. He didn't have any friends. So let's (laughs) just we were his friends. Why go home when you have all these friends here? Right under under payroll. Right, right. I've worked with a couple directors like that. It was uh, it was bizarre, and I think I can't remember the exact number. Maybe you remember better than me. The exact number of takes we did. On not the last day, but one of the last days when we did that other giant shot. Excuse me, other giant Steadicam shot. Even bigger than the first one. I must have blocked that out. I don't remember. Because we reshot that first one. Oh, I forgot. We got into um, day two the whole morning, or was it the afternoon? One or the other was shooting him in that giant shot, which is like. Well, if he if he cut if that was the day they cut his hair, like yes. I remember, then it was the afternoon because. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that, and we did it like thirty-five times. It was a lot. Yeah. There's not as many, like eight speaking parts in it. Probably there. Yeah, so there's probably six main talent, and we there might have been time, a line. We spend or two. time with each of them, and then visit a couple you know side bit parts with nurses and right the mother of the baby i think or something like that yeah she has like yeah. one or two lines yeah. or something right 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 so like eight and then we move all around and it's maybe four minutes yeah probably okay which by the way that never should have even tried to be a winner there's too many like stop and talks yeah if it had been walk and talks it would have been great but sure. there were people literally just standing there talking yes and then another person walking up and joining the conversation yeah. like at one thing. It was very odd. It, it, it's one that shouldn't have been. It was an attempt at an ER shot that wasn't necessary. Right. But then we did, which that's the shot that that night I was at the bar and Owen walked in with his eighth haircut since we started. <laughs> and this one they meant it. 
This one well, was like in the he started he went from sh- a shaggy head. In the dude. beginning of the show, he had almost shoulder length hair. He had long, long hair, and then they cut it down to a not well, not long. And we had shot for a day and a half. And I the reason why I remember it is because we shot the at Steadicam shot. We did thirty some takes of long shot, very complicated, a lot of moving parts, and then we started covering it, which pissed us all off. <laughs> Because all these, like you we were saying, all the parts where people were to stop talking to each other, they'd want to get a reverse and they'd want to, you know, just get standard coverage. Steadicam. We're covering it all on steady cam. It's a pain in the ass. And then I remember we didn't get, there were still one or two chunks left of coverage that we should have gotten and they called rap. Just out of nowhere. There was no warning. It was just like, okay, that's it. Thanks, guys. Good night. Right. And I remember thinking something is terribly wrong. This, there's <laughs> no way we got, we didn't finish. Like Something's wrong. And it wasn't a show that was like pull the plug at twelve hours or fourteen hours. You know what happened? It was like we shot, but that's when they decided, I guess, to cut his hair. No, they well, yeah, but they'd sent the footage to L.A. Oh, really? To NBC that quickly? Yeah. So they saw it, and that's and they're like, because they they, it had been a whole drama with his hair, even since since before we even met Owen, and that he'd had like seven haircuts. Oh yeah, like trim, 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 and. And to try to clean it up because it's kind of shaggy headed, the way his hair was. Well, you got to make an Irishman look American, apparently. Right, and then they put like the real haircut on him. Yeah, like like took four inches off of it or whatever, and it was that night. So he, I'm at the bar, like nursing my wounds over a brutal day of Steadicam. Yeah, having a beer, and he walks into the hotel bar with much shorter hair and I just looked at him like the <laughs> fuck are you doing just I, I think I must I must not have known till the next day or unless you told me that night and I just I think you'd had a my, beer and then gone to bed yeah I was unless you had texted me I would have found out the next day and I think yeah. my first thought was just wait we have to reshoot that steady cam shot and then it, but then it clicked it made sense as to why we wrapped when we did yeah because at that point they realized there's no much there's, yeah there's no much there's no reason to keep going if we're going to redo all this and then the worst part is they kept the schedule the same, which I guess is understandable. We, we added a day. We added a Saturday, and that's when we did the brutal shot. Like, after... <laughs> after uh, You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's like yeah, yeah. one thing after another with this thing. And that was Saturday, and maybe Thursday, I'm trying to remember. Because Friday, I think we were on a roof most of the day. Or maybe was they that, switched it around. The, I think the roof was the last day. No, you, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, because I, I almost lost a leg that day. Because that, that big boxing thing. Remember, he was boxing with a big bean bag, with a, what, a boxing bag, punching bag. On a and big it was, stand. And it was on a big stand, and the stand fell over. And That's missed, right. And I, you know, I'm sitting on the dolly next, you know, on, pulling focus, and the thing missed my knee by, like, you know, a I, foot. I totally forgot about that. And we had that crane on a dolly, that whole shot. Yeah. That was when they kept saying, you can't see the mountains. We're in San Antonio. We're in Albuquerque. There's mountain. There's a big mountain range. San Diego Mountains are right there. We're on the roof of a hospital. And they kept saying, no, no, no there's no mountains in, in San Antonio. or San, I think it was San Antonio, right? Where the show takes place. Yeah. Somewhere in Texas. There's yeah. no mountains. So you, you can't see the mountains. And we're literally the entire background, the direction we're shooting is mountains. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, so we're on a rooftop and we're just going to tilt down and shoot the floor? Like, what are we supposed to shoot? I remember that we. I think we just ended up shooting the mountains, and they just left them in. I mean, who cares? But well, it was nowadays very, they're just like we'll take them out. Well, they paint them out, but 
Yeah. I just remember that being a big deal. And we were just kind of looking around going, well, then why are we shooting well, on, actually, the, it, on the 10th floor or whatever? On I, the roof. I remember saying, well, not so much of why are we shooting in Albuquerque. It was more, well, why does the show take place in San Antonio? Just make it in Albuquerque. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's a guy to hospital. Who cares what town he's in? It's funny like that, right? Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. <clears throat> it's it's really weird. It's not like the showrunners were from, from Texas. No. They were LA boys. Yeah. Kings fans like you and me. That's right. Um, that was that. I got a great picture of Matt in there with a stick hanging out of his stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you took a bunch. I remember. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a good one of me and him having a beer. Yeah, you guys good. drank a lot. I stayed away from that. Well, you're just like Mr. Early Bird. I, I gotta go I call keep, the wife. I can't keep up with an NHL player drinking beer. Are you kidding me? Well, do you remember the? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the day? This is a mistake I made. I became friends with the Irish lead on the show. Yes. <clears throat> so I would have beers with the Irishman. And you sometimes. Drank a lot, you drank a lot of Jameson on that show. Uh, not that much, you, but. That was, a, that was a Jameson phase. I remember that. Every night you was a beer, but there was always a Jameson, yeah, a double right. Jameson next uh, to it. Always. Yeah, I forgot about that. But they had, oh, Marble Brewery. Marble. Marble. Wait, they had a red. I is it a red IPA? They had it on, on tap at the hotel. See, I don't remember Marble at all. See, last year, I spent, the last year and a half, I spent, what, eight eight months, eight, nine months in Albuquerque? In Albuquerque right? And, yeah. I mean, I'd go to Marble all the time. We drank a ton of Marble. But you don't I don't, remember, I don't remember it from back then. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, they had it. They had two. They had, like, a white something and a red mm-hmm. uh, on tap at that hotel. But... um. I'm fairly certain you had one. You must have just I'm forgotten. I'm sure I did. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, so Matt, so we have to explain this a little. I'll 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 try to do it as quickly as I can. All right, Lev. We're, we are not good at keeping things brief, by the way. So this is yeah, good. this could be seven hours. This is a bad. This is a bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Matt Green, who who was his since retired, was a NHL defenseman for the LA Kings. And there was a lockout for the NHL, which means none of the players were allowed to go play, blah, blah, blah. The two showrunners were giant Kings fans. And so... And buddies with Luke Robitaille. Oh, I didn't know they were friends with Luke. That was their direct connection. They were were buddies with Luke, which... What, what's his technical job? He's the president of operations, I think, for the Kings. Yeah. He used to play. Now he's he, like, runs a show. It's a Hall of Famer. One of the big guys there. Yeah. So Dustin was supposed to be... Well, there. I was going to try go, to not complicate it. it with the other things. Okay, but but anyway, long story short, they wanted a king to come in. He was an alternate captain. Uh, so they, they brought him in really just because they wanted to have a player on, I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he had just like, played an injured guy. He played, I think he had one line. He said, like, thank you or something, you know. It was he, like, he, was, ah! he, was, he, was un- he was unconscious for most of it. He gets a stick stuck through his whole body. Yeah, he's like a construction worker that falls on a branch or something. Right, 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 right. And he's he's giant. They reel him in on the gurney. He's almost my height. I think he's six four. Yeah. He's a little shorter than me, but probably 60, 70 pounds he, heavier. He, he kicks all ass. muscle. Yeah. All muscle. Oh yeah. Oh, and an NHL hockey fighter. Yeah. Not he wasn't a fighter, but he would fight. He wasn't when an enforcer, needed. but he no. was he was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And super cool. So morning one of him coming in, I remember, um, was it just Gabe or the guy? They met us, excuse me, they met us um, the steps there to catering. Yeah. And they're like, hey, guys, because you wore your L.A. Kings well, sweatshirt that every w- day. I think, but that that must have been, 
Yeah, that must have been end of 2012 because they yeah, won. Yeah, because that was after they won the cup. That's I what was, I'm saying. Yeah. At, yeah, at the time, I was still wearing my my Stanley Cup Champions 2012 hoodie every day. That was every that was what way. I wore every day. <laughs> so of course, you know, people look at me like, "Oh, you're sucking up the king co- the king player coming in." I'm on. No, I just, I've been wearing this. this. Is just what I wear. Right, I don't. Right, right. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, so anyway, they're like we. They greet us in the morning because they know we're Kings fans, yeah. and they're like, uh, "Matt Green's coming in." And then he walked out of the catering. They're like, "Oh, this is Matt right here," and we're like, "Oh shit!" And Matt instantly was like, "What time you guys get off work? We we'll meet you yeah. at the hotel bar." And I'm like, "All right," and we did. Where, you I, did where, f- I, where I made a fool of myself, by the way. Why? Because we're sitting at the bar, and I tell him, you know, so he, Matt Green played going back 2006, played for Edmonton who played against Carolina Hurricanes. I grew up in North Carolina, Raleigh. I was a big Hurricanes fan. I had season tickets. Game 7, Stanley Cup Finals. Edmonton, Carolina, in Carolina. I go to the game. Carolina wins. Wins the Stanley Cup. Was he playing for Edmonton He then? was playing for oh, Edmonton. Oh, I didn't then. realize that. So, of course, me and my you know, smart, just trying to think of anything I have in common with this man, which is nothing, <laughs> is, oh, yeah, I was there at Game 7 in, in 06. And it, his face dropped. And I realized, and at this point, I'm just thanking that they had just won the Stanley Cup. So now he's won one. And of course, I'm going, yeah, you know, I'm glad you guys finally got one. I I think I said to him, like, I'm glad you finally got one because that was a bummer for you guys then. But I was glad my Canes won. And I was just thinking, like, what? Just stop talking. Just shut up, man. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. Oh, God. It was was one of those things where I I tried to move on from it so fast because I just realized... Why, why are you bringing up? I mean, because he was like, "Yeah, that was a really tough loss." And, like it, bum, it bummed him out. They, they thought they were going to win that cup. I mean, Edmonton Oilers playing the North Carolina, you know, yeah, hockey yeah, team yeah, North yeah, Carolina. Of course, yeah, they're going, no way, no. So I'm, that that hurt him, and I'm going, why did? Why would you bring that up? Why would you say that? That's funny. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Well. <laughs> Maybe, but not just for that. It's just, there are a lot oh, of other reasons. Plenty of reasons. <laughs> but foot and mouth is a is high on the high on the list of reasons I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, here's why I'm an idiot because <laughs> because one night um, while Matt was in town and he came in and out twice, I think. Yeah, a couple times. <clears throat> but um, I think the first time um, we had worked probably till I don't know. I, I can't remember, but we're at the hotel bar, and and uh, Matt and I were there. Oh, I had made a bet with Owen. I think you remember this. I had made a bet with Owen that he would screw up a take before I did, because we knew we were going to do like, because we're doing a longish Steadicam shot. We did a whole bunch of those. Yeah. The, I don't think the pilot reflects how much Steadicam we did, because they cut it so they much. They cut it all up. God. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um. Stop playing footsie, footsie with me. Did I hit your foot again? Yeah, it's all right. Um, so, I'm just kidding. So, uh, so I bet Owen a, a, a whiskey that he would screw it up before me. And I, I remember I didn't really screw it up, but timing was off or something. I can't remember. I took credit for it. Unlike take 24, <laughs> you know, it was so dumb. That was that show, right? Steady. <laughs> complicated steadicam shots with a ton of takes yes and we were taking we were taking bets on how many takes it would be every time and like we would all always be low mm-hmm. like the low guess would be 15 and then we'd all guess and it was 17 to 25 and every, was, was common god it was ridiculous so, so what is a it was a 17 18 day pilot something like that 
something like it, that. They had time to do that. It was especially when you're doing long shots that cover you know pages Just of dialogue. Hours and hours and hours of the same thing. I'm like, it's good already. David would be like, we got it. We have ten that that are mm-hmm. great. We can put on TV right now. Why are we doing take twenty eight? Like, so, but anyway, the, my big mistake was going to, um, uh, well, making that bet with Owen and then meeting them at the bar, going, okay, Jameson, buying Owen and Matt a shot of Jameson and myself with our beers. And then it became a, I don't know what it was. It wasn't even a macho thing. It wasn't like we were racing. We were just, we were just drinking drinks and i hadn't had dinner because i'd ne- i didn't eat dinner once on that show well i'd eat second meal whatever but um well what were our options where there was like a chili next chili's next door to the hotel that's about it i don't even remember there being a chili's next i only door. know that because i've lived in albuquerque for about a year now oh now you know what's there. now i know what all this stuff well there's a whole foods up the street yeah that i tried to go to once and couldn't find a parking spot got frustrated and left <laughs> <laughs> seriously I can't remember what I even wanted, but I just wanted something other than, like, it was one of the weekends, you know? Yeah, there's... Um, I never went to Chili's. Um, (laughs) I don't think I did either. um, So, let's see. So, oh, so anyway, this turned into, like, so I bought a round, so then Matt buys a round, so then Owen buys a round, so then I buy a round. It was, like, one of those things, and... I had to be up at 5.30. It's now, you know, 11. I remember the hotel bar closed kind of at midnight most yeah. of the time. And it's like 11-something, and that's still going on. Then the bar is closing, and they're like, Owen's like, hey, Matt, we're going to go down to this thing. Let's go to the club, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, they're like, come on, Brad. And I'm like, I have to be up in four hours. Like, <laughs> like I've, I think I should go to bed. So I went to bed. And I remember the next day, somebody goes, um, dude, what? Maybe maybe it was you. I smelled like a liquor cabinet, <laughs> and I felt like one. Like, I wasn't hungover. I was still drunk. I'd, I'd call you out on that, so it might have been me. It was probably you, yeah. <clears throat> that, was, um, that was a miserable day. <laughs> and then Owen, of course, his call time was noon, you know. Yeah, so Matt, they, and Matt probably were, didn't even have to be there. I think he did, but I think it was way later. And if he did, he just laid on a gurney. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I remember Owen coming in and being like, oh, mate, I'm so hungover. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was here six hours ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> doing, uh, doing handheld and operating a oh, steady cam. No, I remember first shot up was the running a gurney down the hallway. I remember that, and I was a little unsteady. But well, that's normal. No, I meant I didn't mean my shots. Oh, I meant your shots. No, I know you did. <laughs> I wasn't disagreeing. I just <laughs> just slam your face into that. That was like instant karma for yeah, making fun of me. Um, so there are a couple of things okay, we could blab about this. I say, we, how long have we gone on now about the uh, one show about stories that no one cares anything about? <laughs> it was it was pretty fun. I don't. Did we even hang out on the weekends? On that show? Yeah. I don't remember the weekends on that show. I think we didn't know it was five day weeks. It wasn't we The last one was off. six days. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember doing either. nothing. I didn't get out of my hotel. I was so tired. I think I slept I think I all did day too. long. I mean we were we were the average my I remember my paycheck on that show was 
90 plus hours almost every week. I mean, granted, that's for also five day weeks. Yeah, and granted, that's there's a couple hours from idle days on the weekends in there, but oh, right. it's not a time. I mean, it's still you're actually you're still working 80 hours a week. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's it's 80 plus hours a week. It was more than that. It was it was more, it was a long, it was a, that was a brutal show. It was it was close to 90 and like real work hours. Well, for you more than me, but I mean, 106 hours in the last week. So if yeah. you, I, I worked it out, I think it was like 18 and a half hour average per day. It was, it was ridiculous. So if you take 18 off of that, you know, you, you get, you get, uh, um, um, sorry, uh, 80, whatever, 88 hours. Right? 106. It's 90 hours. Almost. Yeah. 88, 90 hours. Kind of exactly 88. Yeah, 88. <laughs> I'm good at math. Or 87 and a half. I turn a knob for a living. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to figure out the circle of confusion anymore. Any I got that stuff. I got, thank but, you, David Eubanks. I have PCAM. I yeah, don't need anything. Shit I, don't have to, I don't have to calculate anything anymore. <laughs> the Preston, it'll have, a, it'll have an earpiece for you. Turn knob to right. You, you, you joke about that, but I just bought one of those uh, Focus Bug CineRT. What is this? It's like a... It's like a Cinetape, mm-hmm. but better. But it's got little... You can program marks into it and plug headphones into it, and it'll call the marks to you. Get out digitally. of here. It's insane. This thing's awesome. Focus bug? Yeah. It's, so it's, it does a, the reading, too? So Yeah, it's... A, it's, a, you don't, it's, it's, do, it's, do you a, it's horns, and then it's got... It's got its own horns and its, its own It's own readout. horns, and it's got read, it's a wireless readout display and a wireless handset control, and there's these little target pieces you can like put in actors pockets and stuff that, no are, that, way. Are, that so you can choose you know what source you want and you can take the little handset out and get your own marks because it has a little speaker that sends the ultrasonic ping to the to the horn so you can just walk onto an actor's mark hit the button and it tells you that it gives you the mark rather than pulling a soft tape out or a laser out wow it's pretty awesome but there's a you can set marks into it and then plug in headphones and it'll read them read and it can even give you an and and stuff in between marks like it's get out of here it's pretty have it's you done crazy. it yet uh, I played with it a little bit, but I just bought it a few weeks ago, and I, you know, oh okay, I haven't really, I haven't used it. So you can put a thing yet. in an actor's pocket, yeah, so it'll ki- it'll tell or you, you can where tape he it is. To the, tape it to the hood of a car or something like that if something coming from long distance. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's it's a pretty neat little tool, but it, you know, it's 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 like I mean, it's basically a Cinetape, but just way upgraded. Right on. Oh, that's cool. Huh? How big is it? The horns are, you know, the the horns look just like Cinetape horns. Oh, they do. Yeah, the the actual the the little, not that horn part, but the little bass part's slightly bigger. Uh huh. Um, yeah. and there's a little antenna on it, but that's it. That's and then so the re- and the readout display is, you know, half the size of the Cinetape readout. Oh, it is. But it's wireless, so you don't have to plug it into anything. Oh, cool. You can you plug it in so you get you know charge it. It's got battery in it, so you charge it or get power, but. <laughs> You can run it off the camera battery kind of thing if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. So oh, that's I mean, really cool. Yeah, it's great. So you plug in one you cable. Don't need you a plug cable. in one cable to it to power it, and then and if you want, it. if you want it to run through the, you know, your your Preston or the Airy oh, readout well, or handset, you plug another cable in to do that. But just cool. to send the readout. But otherwise, right you just use the little wireless readout display. That's awesome. Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. And it's smaller than a Word Sniper. I, I yeah. I don't have any problem with that Sniper, but geez, it, it is big. Yeah, I never, I never used it, but I, you know, the truth is, I'm, you know, I do a lot of A Steadicam stuff, so the sniper really never felt necessary for me. It yeah. just seemed like it, I just, I'm always on the wider lens of better for Steadicam distance. stuff. I have a better, I'm normal. I'm within, I'm within ten feet most of the time uh-huh. if I'm on, you know, Steadicam or handheld, and it's I need the wider beam rather than the laser. Right. Dot. I'm not. It's rare that I'm on a, you know, B camera 
show where I'm on a you know 200 mil lens picking people off or something like that. Right. And nowadays with you know monitors and all that stuff, it's how much do I need it anyway? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I, I mean, most I've the time, never been a focus puller, so you know what you need more than me. But I mean, honestly, most of the time I'm on a 200 mil lens chasing people around. The operator's also chasing, and we have no idea what's happening. So it's I haven't gotten marks. I'm just chasing off a monitor. Yeah, it's the way the the way at least television nowadays is. Just go, just get something, and if you get a five second piece, that's more than enough for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, we did we did some interesting. This show I've been doing. Um, we've been doing a bunch of diopter work, hmm. even on Steadicam. Really, that's fun. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, to me, that's fun. Okay, cool. I mean, it, look, I think it's if, tough. If, I think it, it's, it's tough it's, for the It's bullish. very tough. And if they come in and say, like, you know, I, you know, they're looking, it's a really, you know, something moving a ton in diopters and they want it all to be perfectly sharp, I'm going to look at them and say, sure, you know, get, you know, no, get off not, my back. It's but not that kind of most thing. Most of the time, yeah. it's either something funky or it's something where there's not a ton of movement or it's moving together and it's not, uh-huh. you know, not the end of the world. But that, to me, that's fun. That's, you know, it's challenging. It's not that I did it's some not the pretty, daily grind. We did a couple of pretty serious study cam shots with, yeah. with, uh, um, um, with a diopter one and, um, you know, my thing was like he told me my max distance, and I had to stay within that, yeah. and and try not to fluctuate too much. And and the actress was really cool. Um, I'd never worked with her before. Her name is Lizzie Kaplan. She's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "How can I help?" I'm like, "I like professional actors. Isn't it good when they're that when they're I pro? Like professional actors. Yeah." When they yeah. know what a mark is, and they understand that hey, we're collaborating together. It's not well. All she's about charging me. at camera, you know, yeah. like full speed. So she's like, "Does it help you if I like slow it down a beat?" And I'm like, mm, "Okay, yeah, 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 you know, or whatever." Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And and then she runs and she gets in this car. So there's this whole this whole thing. And anyway, she was just really a team player and also really good. So good for her. That was nice. I've not, not worked with her, but that's no, yeah. I I hadn't either, so I I loved it. Um, but yeah, we did all kinds of different stuff. Some of it was on Dolly or on, you know, we did some cool, like, let them come into focus stuff, mm-hmm. playing around. And so there was, anyway, but it can be challenging for that's a focus my, puller. That's my specialty, by the way. Letting them come in? Uh-huh. Just setting, Just setting, setting it and forgetting and, it? Yeah. No, the truth is, actually, it's funny that... Uh, Sometimes you screw that up, though. No, so. the, the, the funny thing is, you know, it's uh, directors that, you know, they think it's genius whenever they do that and they, they have this you know oh just just set the focus let them walk into it and you go okay yeah great and what what no one really realizes is no one's just setting the focus and letting them walk into it i tend to set the focus a little bit short of course and then as they're taking the last step or two i roll to them and then bring them in the last step mm-hmm. because they never hit their mark well or, the, it, or something's moving. no matter and how if hard i just they, set it it's going to end up being soft no matter how hard they try to nail their mark if it's off two centimeters, yeah. they're going to be out. I mean, especially nowadays when we shoot everything wide open. Well, and the whole point of that is that they're really out back there yeah, sure. and in here. So it's not like you're going to have them at 20 feet. You're going to have yeah. them at four feet. Yeah. And if, if 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 it's so shallow that rolling it back to them a little bit is going to be noticeable, then I'll just set I'll set the focus of, you know, a foot deep from their mark and then just catch them and bring them in the last foot. Right. But, it it's, you know, it's sense. like and no one realizes I'm doing it unless I screw it up. But if you don't do that, ch- yeah, chances are it's just going to. They'll land soft, and all of a sudden, there's just a correction that you see. And no, you're you, now that's, that's, that's worse. But that's you being a professional. That's you doing something that doesn't affect the shot at all, but except to make sure that it works. Yeah, you know, 
actually letting them set it and not move it unless there's some really specific reason for it oh sometimes if you know if there's something sure in the foreground I'm you're sure sometimes some, whatever, you know, whatever. But, but but in general like that's you being a professional making sure the shot happens and not in 40 takes yes. but in 3 takes or yeah. 2 takes or 1 take right yeah. i don't i don't, they don't give us that many takes for focus anymore if it's out of focus they don't let you using it yeah if the third take's still soft they're just going to end up putting the soft shot in the show <laughs> it's the dumbest thing but whatever <laughs> yeah, well you remember you remember we were talking about earlier how you like to hear the Randy Nolan stories and yeah. Randy talking about getting fired off of Casino because his focus puller was blowing it. But then they used all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they used the shot. So, yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone who saw Casino thought it was egregious or anything. No. So. But they're, 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 to me, it's dumb nowadays to do that. Because then I get it, you know, look, and we still shoot film, but in the in the days of everything being filmed it's, you, you didn't a lot of times you didn't know especially steadicam work you didn't know if it was sharp till the next day you know the operator might you know they don't have any idea either but nowadays everyone when i move when we move from one setup to the next everyone knows what we got we know if it's yeah, in focus yeah, yeah. we know if it's in frame we know if there's a boom shadow we know if there's you right. know there's a mark in the shot right. so when we move on to a new setup and we know that we screwed up I, to me it's just why are we like why are we settling for mediocrity when we could just do another take and fix it. Right. Especially when we're going to waste so much time doing other BS. <laughs> yeah, and there there are times when you know, we've we've done a shot where it'll be the first take and it's 98% great. There uh. might maybe I'll just a tiny buzz, but it's a buzz that I'll notice and no one else will. Uh. And they'll say, oh, "Great, well, why do we need to do it again? Let's move on." And I'll walk I'll, I have no problem walking up to an AD or director and saying like, "Look, that was one take. Let's we could do it better. Let's do one more." And I I'm hoping if we've only done one take, they'll give me another one. Or they'll give the operator another. They'll give the actor another one. Sure. I mean, it's, well, I mean, it's one take. Right. Just you know, it's it's one thing if we're on six and we haven't gotten it, and they're like, we don't have time to keep going. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, you know, it's like you do one take and something's slightly off. Like, yeah, give us another shot. We all get better. Take two is always better than take one, unless you're lucky. Sure. Yeah, it happens occasionally. It certain it sure does. I mean, but you going up and just saying like, hey. I'm fine with that, but you know, it could be a little bit better. I buzz one little part of it and yeah, I never, whatever. I never demand another take. I always just tell them, look, you can use it if you were happy, but I think we can do one better. Right. That's all I say is like, if you want it, if you want it, I think the next take will be better, but if not, totally, totally fair. Like I've said to directors doing like big, big shots sometimes where it's almost there where you almost have it. And like, it's worth doing it one or two more times and just, especially when it's men as a one or, you know, yeah. like, and let's you, do it a couple more times. Like, you're only going to have this chance once. So let's let's try even, to nail even it. Even if that take what ends up being the best take and the one you end up using. Great. What what does it hurt to have two more takes? Right. Right. That give you at least a chance to do better or, you know, give you options. Let's take a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, we're not running on a film. Right. No one seems to care how much footage, how much data we're taking up. I don't know the hard drive space on the back end, but no one seems to care. What do you say? That's a good question. Actually, that how much, like, what's a normal day on storage now? What have you been? Oh, what have God. you been doing? Two K or four K or eight K? Well, or the funny thing is, I've done. I've been doing so much like network and stuff. It's all we are we're shooting ten eighty or two K tops. Really? Yeah, because we're shooting on Alexas. It's okay. You know, we just, it's easier for the lenses. We like that you know, makes like, sense. I guess. The last DPI I was with, we were using the S4s. We didn't want to shoot open gate and have problems with the lens vignetting and stuff like that. So, you know, the network just wants a 1080 distribution anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I think on the last show they asked me to 
they asked us to shoot open gate for visual effects reasons and we were just like we'll shoot 2k you cool with that it'll just it's easier for us and mm-hmm. they, they were like yeah it's fine I mean, right. it's network tv everyone's watching on their phones and it's all streaming and pixelated anyway no one you know people are cutting cable and yeah. streaming over the internet it doesn't uh-huh. so you know who really it's cares? funny there but, was this big quality push and now it's well it's it's still it's still there they still want high quality and, and it but there's this right now it's that whole change of what lenses do you use for larger format if you're using a bigger sensor so uh-huh. if you you know if you want to use an alexa you gotta use a larger a special alexa and different lenses but you know everything i've done is recently has been minis it's like, it seems like everything's mini, so we shoot at 2K or 1080, depending, you know, if they need it, if they want it for visual effects or not, and that's it. So it's st- you know, the storage isn't quite as big, yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's still, you know, with two always two time two cameras running full time. Some shows three cameras running full time. It's still tons of data. I mean, what do you think it is at the end I'd, of the day? You don't. I'd know. have to call a loader, buddy. I don't. I don't get into that. Mm, yeah. Um. But I mean, you know, shooting some of these shows are shooting with a DXL or with reds at 8K or whatever. I mean, I don't even want to know. Yeah, those are ridiculous. And there's kind of no point. I mean, I don't know. There are people that know better than me, but I know that, like, you can take a 4K image and put it on a billboard and a 2K image and put it right next to it, and you won't know the difference. I don't I don't get it. I was a projectionist for a while when, when digital cinema first kind of started becoming the you norm. You were a projectionist? I didn't when know. I was in high school, when I was in high school, I was a projectionist and mm. I was a booth manager at a 14 screen multiplex in Raleigh. And we, we were still 35 millimeter across the board. Yeah. Uh, we got like the last year and a half I was there. They, what year would this have been? You're a lot younger than I am. When I graduated high school in 2006. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so it would have been 2004 or five, six kind of in that range well okay. no maybe a little and then i i stayed working there during the summer when i was in college so you know but so you're in a time you're in a time 2005 where to 2009 somewhere th- in that there range. may have been some things shot there definitely were some things shot digitally yes but they would blow they would they would um airy laser them to film basically uh yeah, yeah nothing yeah. was projecting digitally well they they that was when the changeover started happening Th- that's my yeah, point yeah yeah right. so my first you know we got one we had one theater that had both. It was uh, had a 35 millimeter projector and a digital projector, right. DCP. And that thing was a, just Garbage. a pain. Yeah, it was yeah, such a pain. But it was a 2K projector, which was top of the line at the time. And it you couldn't tell that. And I've seen 4K. Was it, was it spent, one of the ones that are like this long? And like it was bigger. It was bigger than our thirty-five mil projector. I can tell oh, you yeah. that. I mean, it didn't have a platter system and all that, so it was smaller. But it was, yeah, it's the size of this table. I mean, it's it's a big, yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe yeah. even longer. Yeah, we used to rig those up and hang them in rafters for <laughs> for like corporate things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a giant lamp housing shooting, you know, and it 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 looked fine. It was wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it was yeah, okay, yeah. but. Film to me still at the time looked better, but I've you know so I spent a ton of I I spent a yeah well (laughs) I think it doesn't I think it doesn't purely because projectionists don't know how to project it anymore, so you've always got I I go whenever I go to a theater that has a film print if there is I constantly see problems with something the projection projectionist is doing really yeah like what either maintenance on the projector the lamp's not bright enough you know things like that or it's slightly well that's more of a theater thing than the project no well it's it's whoever's running the projection booth and i you know each theater i don't know who that is yeah but i mean i would i used to change 
projection bulbs constantly. If they start to get dim or they start to flicker, you get these. You get They're really super expensive. Sure, it is, but right. you know that's that's your business is presenting a movie. Hey, I agree with you. I'm just saying <laughs> AMC or whatever. You know, if they if they're changing bulbs every day, it's a lot. Oh, no, of money. It's, a, it's a it's a lot. And nowadays with digital, they don't care. And it, you know, they can change a trailer every night. Because it's just a little computer screen. Yeah. You change with trailer. You know, back yeah. then we had to take the film off, pull the trailer out, cut it, splice a new one. You know, it's like it's a hassle to change a trailer. So yeah. you'd see you see trailers for movies that are if a movie played for long. If you see a trailer on a print for a movie that's already come out, because the print and the trailer is still on it, because you didn't want to pull it out. Right. Which is fine. But I've watched a ton of four K projection. You know, seeing it now, and I've watched a ton of two K two K projection and thirty five mil at the time. I can't. I can't tell a difference between a 4K and a 2K projection. I mean, slightly. And if it's a giant screen, you can tell. But you can't. And, and even now, how many giant blockbuster movies are shot on Alexis, which are max what 3.2K? Mm-hmm. Even in, in Airy Raw, it's like I don't need 8K. The biggest movies in the world that look fantastic, you can't tell, are shot at 3.2K. What's what are we? Why are we shooting a TV show at 8K? That's, that's what I don't. That's what I still can't figure out. And I I don't know. I mean, there is always a thing in Hollywood with like um. The tinkers and the newest thing and everybody wants to have the fastest car kind of you know what i mean i'm all for the technology as long as it doesn't cause too many other problems if we want to shoot yeah. an ak but i can use the same lenses and all that stuff fine that doesn't bother me yeah you're like but okay whatever. when i have to make and meanwhile your loader is killing himself yeah well i don't care what he has to do <laughs> screw him <laughs> if he got off the truck every once in a while i wouldn't be so upset about that's funny <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's when I have to use special, well, my, my thing use special would... lenses or my depth of field goes to nothing because I've got a sensor three times the size it should be. That's when it's to me, it's like, well, why is 8K necessary? No, what, I get what's it. the benefit versus the detriment in my mind? But that's, you know, to each his own. Some people like that out of focus, no depth of field look. No, and sure. No, excuse me. I just burped right in the mic. Um, You've done that a couple times. Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to. Um, no, but the the my issue with it is not that stuff although that matters too but the main issue is why why are we doing it why does 8k matter for this show and if they can give me an answer then i'm like okay cool one one show i did had an answer for that that or worked. 4k or whatever whatever the argument is I, 6k i did a couple i did the los angeles unit for season 1 of cosmos and that was the only time at what the time it was it was we shot ProRes it was a Alexa Studio back when those were still a thing with the optical viewfinder and everything weighed twenty thousand pounds. Um, oh, you actually had one of those? Yeah. You know, I've never seen one of those. That was the only show I've ever used. Remember, on. David Boyd and I talked about getting one for. They're, they're not great. Okay, but we talked yeah. about getting one for um, um, for night shift, I think, or maybe after that. I don't. I, anyway, sorry. Don't go know, on. But, it was, you know, they, they shot with this, the Alexa Studio, which is the 4x3 sensor, They want, and they decided, you know, we shot ProRes internally, and then we shot with an external recorder, we shot Airy Raw. And it was, this, it, it, the, the camera, I had, I had blood blisters on my shoulder from carrying the camera around, because we did so much of the show on a 12 to 1 with a teleprompter with counterbalance lead weights on Alexa studio with an external recorder. I mean, the thing was, it weighed a ton. And I'm, I remember what we were at Huntington gardens, which you can't, if you've ever shot there, you cannot, the path is like two feet wide you can't push a and cart you down. can't push a cart down it and you cannot 
step foot off the path or they freak out. I mean, it's like, you know, all the plants and stuff. So we're, we're chasing the sun one night and I'm just throwing this entire build on my shoulder, like just chugging up these hills on these tiny pathways. I got home. My whole shoulder was a blood blister. Uh, The rig was heavy, but yeah, whatever. But I remember they, we shot four by three, 16 by nine and two four Oh, get out of here. We protected for everything. And, they shot, and they, you know, they were obviously Why? redundancy. Well, there was redundancy issues with the ProRes versus Airy Raw and all that stuff. And I remember just asking, like, "Why are we? Why are we doing this? this? Is ridiculous." And the 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 answer actually made sense, and that was it was partially it was future proofing, which I get, but they knew at the time they were going to release on Nat Geo and Fox, which is going to be a ProRes cut. You know, they take the ProRes, they're going to cut it, they're going to color it, done, probably sixteen by nine. They wanted, sure. but essentially, what they wanted, they wanted, they needed a four by three at the time because they were still protecting. I think for international release, remember they were still doing that. Dude, this is only a few years ago. I know. Even now, I still am on some shows where they're like, "You no, should protect." Get out I, of here. I swear on network shows, they still sometimes say, "You know, keep in mind, you know, don't put anything too close what? to the edge," because you know it's it's starting to finally it's go. It's been completely a long away. time since that happened it's, to me. It's still it's still around, but oh my it's going. God, around. really? Yeah, but. So we had that in mind, but we were framing mostly for 16 by 9 But then we we did a common top 240 kind of in mind as well because they wanted they, they that's what they wanted to shoot for, but they didn't think the network would let them air it in 240 So it was 16 by nine. See, but see, here's the thing. But the airy raw that all that came into play is because they realized okay, it's an educational show. It's kind of a you know something that's going to be shown to students in school. It's going to be something you know. It'll, it, they wanted an option to show it at, at like IMAX theaters and planetariums on those giant planetarium screens. So that's uh-huh. why they wanted to shoot in Airy Raw. They wanted to have a, a high, the highest res they could at the time. That part makes sense. So I, you know, they told me that and I'm going, okay, that sucks that we have to do this, but it makes but sense. But they should have just shot in our Airy Raw the whole thing. Then they can down res to pro res. They basically looked at it as, well, we don't know that we're going to be in planetariums, but we hope that we will one day. So. They shot ProRes, they cut ProRes, they aired ProRes. They basically just took the Airy Raw and put it in a vault. Mm-hmm. And if they need to online it, you know, years from now to shoot it, it that much work they to have downgrade it, it to, to ProRes? I don't know. I don't, work in, that, I don't yeah. work in that world, but it was enough that they decided to shoot both. It's so weird. Yeah, the, the aspect ratio stuff still doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think whatever thoughts they were having were ridiculous. <laughs> and and the 240 versus 16 by 9 thing... That should have been figured out before they started shooting. It, they, th- no, the network it, it should, have been. should have told the network, like, we'd like to do this in 240. Yeah. And the network would have said to them, absolutely not, no way. But they didn't. I think I think they probably either were too scared to go to the network, or they went to the network and the network said, maybe. And they just started shooting. I don't know. Like I said, they, they shot most of the... I guess. Most, I guess I most, should... Most of that show they had shot already. I just I did like three weeks worth of work it. in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. So I just kind of... I inher- give them... I inherited it. I'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt on the fact that the network may have been like, oh... Yeah, I, have no idea. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> and know. the truth is, I don't even remember what the final cut was. I think it was 16 by 9. I don't really remember. I'd have, to go, back, I'd have to go back and watch it. It was 16 by 9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't 4 by 3. Yes, I know that. <laughs> Um, well, there's a couple other things I want to ask you about, but I think you need a beer, and I think I need a beer. So we'll get a beer, and then we'll come right back. All right. Sound good? Yeah. Okay.
I don't like that you have notes about me. <laughs> it's just a list of things I've worked on. <laughs> Just things that I was going to bring up, but most it's funny. I've, I've stopped taking so many notes uh, beforehand. And then also you make the notes and these things end up coming up anyway. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they don't, which is why I try well, to, you might have specific things you want to. Yeah. Ask, just make sure about. that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, actually I noticed earlier, do you have a new tattoo? I have a couple new tattoos, yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, it's my it's my dad's handwriting. That was like Sherlock was like his big thing. Oh, really? He was obsessed with Sherlock Holmes, and that was like his password for everything. And like he loved Sherlock. Oh, so that's I, I found some some notes that he had handwritten, and I took you know scanned it and took the took his handwriting, took the and letters, wrote, and made yeah. Sherlock out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, pretty I, neat looking. And I have that. Just new. And then I have a Roger. I just got a Roger. What is that? That's the film plane logo. Oh, right, right, The, right, the right. funny thing, the guy was doing this, and he's like, you know, it's a house minimum of 100 bucks. It took like eight minutes. He's like, is there anything else you want? That took like eight minutes? Yeah, because he's just... Tra- and he was like... He's like... He's just tracing letters. He was like, the right? ink's out. Do you want anything else? Like, I feel bad charging 100 bucks for that. I was like, yeah, sure, do that. And so he did that. <laughs> so that was just because, why not? Where'd you get it done? Uh, Genuine electric tattoo. It's in Van Nuys. Oh. But the guy did... Uh, they look really new. That's these are fairly new. The newest one's actually on my the back of my leg. It's a big Roger Rabbit thing. <laughs> okay, it's next to my flux capacitor. <laughs> All righty, got it. <laughs> so even when I stand up, I'll show it to you. It's it, that one's. I got that one a couple weeks ago, three weeks, four, three or four weeks ago. Oh, okay, are you the, gonna end up covered too much? I don't know. I don't have any plans on it. You know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Okay. When there's something I want, I want it. You know, it's like this one. I've been meaning to get this for the last, you know, my dad died, what, almost four years ago. Is it that long ago? Yeah. There, it's been, we died in May. So th- May was three years. Oh my God. So it's coming up on four years. So it's, it's, it's one of those things I've been meaning to get for a long time. I just never got around to it. Finally, I was like, screw it. I'm doing it. Well, what did we work on? We worked on something after he had passed away. Oh, after, was it that it must pilot? have been Boys in Blue. Yeah. That was, a, that was the last thing we, we worked on together. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can't think of any. No, 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 no. Gotti, for sure. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I have basically taken Gotti out of my and memory the clapper. and just thrown it into a trash can. Same with the clapper. Pretty much everything I've done with Barrett, I've just kind of been like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> do you remember how that happened? You're like, do you want to come do this thing? It's like operating, but you're on camera, but we're going to use your footage too. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, is that, that's when you brought, that's when you came on clapper. I was trying to remember that the other, right. yesterday. I was thinking like, I'm pretty sure because I was trying to remember, we brought you to Cincinnati for Gotti, but I, I had a, I knew that you had worked, that we had brought you out with Barrett before that, but I couldn't remember what it was. Right. And I knew it had to be clapper, but I couldn't remember because clapper was weird. It was, we didn't. We had one operator, and then the we had a B camera, but Barrett operated, but kind of sometimes would just lock it off and walk away from it. It was like, it was stupid. Um, <laughs> that was a very weird show. I just um, I just remember. I, for, I forgot about the pedestal stuff. <laughs> I just Barrett, remember it was Barrett me and that out. other guy. We won't we won't talk about that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying who oh, it wait, was wait. or anything. Which, which guy were you? You were there with both guys. Because there was one guy who came out who we maybe will not talk about, and we I had to fire him. Yeah, I remember the DP didn't want to fire him; had made me fire him. Really? Mm-hmm. I, don't I had remember to do that. it, which was 
fun, especially knowing who this person is. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, maybe I won't no. say his name. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> He's he is widely disliked at this point. We'll put it that way because of some other things that happened. Oh, and I don't remember who it is. You you don't. No, but we'll talk. We'll about talk it about later. after the thing. But but, um, but then Ian came out this after that, and Ian was great. Ian Takashi. So it was you and Ian, I think, were the two. Mm, I didn't work with Ian. No, not on that. You had if you did all the pedestal stuff, then you did. But I didn't do all of it. I guess. Oh, maybe not. No, you did. It was only like two days, three days. Yeah. Was it Ian? Yeah, Ian came out after we fired the other guy. God, I forgot that. I guess it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, but I remember that first day. Like, <laughs> Barrett's like, I need. I, I don't know what this guy's doing. <laughs> he said something. And I didn't know him from Adam. Like, it was my first day. And he's like, oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember at one point you know? that we were, we, with Barrett, he uses HMEs. Yeah. And so we're all, you know, we're all in HMEs. You know, and he's, the whole take, we're just listening to him bitch about everything. Um, <laughs> and I remember him just saying constantly, he's like, pan, tilt. Dude, you're an operator. Pan. Pan the camera, tilt the camera, like follow the actor, because <laughs> you would just lock it off and just the, you know, the it's like we we're shooting a fake uh, late night show, and yeah. you know the the actor would lean left or something towards the the, the other guy, and he wouldn't he wouldn't oh, pan God. with him because he's like, oh, it's just a lock off. It's like it's not a lock off. <laughs> You're shooting a, a TV show, like a, a late night show. If the if the host gets up from his desk and moves, you got to oh, follow God. him so weird that was very odd yeah but so that from after that then he hired me as b camera yeah well we we for were, the rest of the show oh that's right it was did we ha- oh that that was a whole thing because we did we have we didn't have a b camera no. operator and that was when okay so we had another first on the show and i he left and i even though i said i because this show was a bit of a disaster and i said and i didn't really get along with the producers very well Mm. And when he left, he said, do you mind taking over a camera? And I remember specifically looking at him and said, I will stay on the show. I will not do B- do a camera. I will mm-hmm. not move up. I will not take over a camera. And somehow I ended up taking over a camera. <laughs> Just no one else came in. I don't know what happened. So once I got there, I started making a bit more of a stink about having a B operator because we didn't have one. Yeah. So that's that's when I kind of got involved, and I think that's how you ended up staying on. Is I went to the well. Producers. I think he. There, I mean, there was a lot of things happening. But I know. I know there was a lot of stuff going on at the time. I just, I think more than anything, he he. Well, he was he was sick of operating the B camera, and I think he saw it. the contrast of like somebody who didn't give a shit, and then I was doing a good job, and he was like, oh, and like I can have a real operator yeah. here. And you well, know. we never, we never, it, up to that point, we never had a B camera operator. That's my yeah. point, is like, he was like, oh, this guy's actually a real operator. Yeah. He could probably just take over, and I think that's, I mean, from what I understood yeah. at the time. I mean, it was, what, it was a 15-day show total, I think, so oh, you, was, probably, you probably yeah. did about a week. I don't yeah, know. I did some. Alan, uh, Alan Thicke was in that movie. I think that, that was, was his, his last, last movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He only, I mean, nice he, I think guy. he did two days. That was the day that the slider fell on Leah Romini. Were you there for that? You must have been. I don't remember. No, he did. He might have done more than one day. There was a day she. That's we didn't have enough crew, and the camera was on a big, heavy slider on a tripod. It was like a four footer on a tripod, and the grips hadn't had a chance to put C stands on the end of it and, and like it secure it, it yet. It wasn't locked or something. Yeah, it wasn't really locked, and she leaned on it, 
and it fell on top of her. Oh, she leaned on it. She leaned. She, well, at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't just out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, because well, because one of the the other camera, which was on a some weird pedestal thing, they wanted to raise it, and it was a big rig with a teleprompter and all this stuff. So, so it they took, went so, to do that. So right. three, you know, three of the ACs, which on that movie was the entire department, went <laughs> <laughs> went over to help raise this other camera. And while we were all, so no one was standing next to the B camera. Which was sitting on the slide or the thing. Yeah. She, I don't think she actually like leaned on it, but she like she put some weight on it. She like leaned up. She rested just up enough, against it just right. enough that it started to go over and it fell on top of her. She oh, was okay, shit. but it was like it was a scary moment. It was, it was my camera too, as I was the B camera first at the time, and I was yeah. thinking, oh, I'm done. But she was cool. She was okay. That's I mean, good. It was it was it was a little scary. That was a heavy slider too, and it was a big rig that fell on her. Remember, um, Gronkowski was in that movie. I too. do remember that. <laughs> I texted, I took a little shot of his name on the call sheet to my friend Katie, who's like a giant Pats fan. Yeah. I'm like, see anything you interests you? <laughs> I just sent her a photo and like, that was it. But um, yeah, enough about that one. That was, by the way, remember earlier I talked about uh, three movies on the worst 50 oh, that movies? Was number, that was that, that was on there as well. That was the other one? The, the third one was Show Dogs. Oh. <laughs> Who was in that? Uh... Oh jeez! It's like a stupid Will, like, Will Arnett cop buddy. Yeah, but the, it was all paid him. It was all dog. It was all that. dogs. Right. It was him acting with like a bunch a, of it's animated. Like a, it's well, like a buddy comedy with a dog, though. Yeah, it was, it was miscongeniality with dogs. I mean, literally, it's the plot of miscongeniality. It's a, a dog show, yeah, undercover. Is like, a studio F- movie? You know, I don't know because they shot the movie in the UK. Um, they when, shot. In, they shot in England. Why and did they, you work Well, on the it? movie takes place in in Las Vegas. Most of it. Oh, so did so you they, go to the Vegas stuff? So we did three weeks in Las Vegas. Mm. And I, you know, the, the DP came over from England. But I I did the three weeks. I was the A camera for three weeks in, in Vegas. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's just a couple location stunt. You know, there's some bunch of stuff at Caesar's Palace and sure a stunt, a big stunt sequence at uh, Fremont Street, all that stuff. You know, it was, it was it was a fun show. It was the, the director was cool. It was the guy who did the Smurfs and Beverly Hills Chihuahua, so he's got experience shooting live action with animals talking and stuff like that. And, yeah, you know, lots of dogs. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was all right, <laughs> but yeah, the, I didn't. I never saw the movie, but it, it was. All, it's been on all the most of the lists that I've seen. Like worst movies of the year, have always Gotti and Show Dogs have been on all of them. And Clapper was on one of them. I gotta see Gotti. Where can I see Gotti? Or does the government own it now? <laughs> it, it might, yeah, it might be a Rico charge situation. <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw it in the, th- I thought in the, th- saw it in the theater when it came out. By the way, you know they still owe me money. What? Those motherfuckers. Really? For what? Remember the whole forced call? Oh wait, they paid me. To, for your flight? Yep. Yeah, that sucks. And uh, we'll never get it. No, and the rep dropped the ball on it. Not surprised. Uh, he forgot about it and didn't do anything. It was a big thing, too. I talked to him like 10 times about it. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Well, I remember with the day it happened, we called him and asked, we called to ask about it and try to work. Cause it was oh, a, I talked cause to him. Because I, I, had, I had that whole issue as well because they forced me. They wanted us to wrap at 5 a.m. and fly at 9 or something. Well, yeah, yeah. And, for, not, pay for the, you, and not pay the force call, which is yeah, what they there, wanted me well, to there's do. A weird, there's a weird, I think, stipulation in the contract about traveling and force call. I don't know. But somehow they told us. You should get paid something, and then they didn't pay you. Well, our rep said 100%. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah. But whatever. That was that was a fun day. That was the day I was in triple time all day. Right. The last day of that show, which is great. Why were you in triple time? We shot. 
the, I the second to last day of that show. No, you weren't. So the second to last day of that show was the sequence at the steakhouse, the shootout at the steakhouse. I remember we went 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. plus hours, whatever. Oh, we yeah. went really late. We did a lot of um, hours on that show, too. Yeah, We've done we a went, lot of hours and a lot of heavy-duty steady cam together. Yeah, we have. Although I wasn't with you on that one. Um, no, that's true. But... And you weren't doing steady cam on that. No, I wasn't. Either, were you? No, because no, that was Matthew. Yeah. Thankfully. Um, yeah, but either way, that night went super late. And so they, they forced the entire crew, but it was a tier two. Which is that weird stipulation in the contract of, I can't remember the exact hours, but it's like if you're forced less than eight hours or less than six hours, then you stay in the prevailing rate all day. But if you're forced between 12 and 10 or 12 and 6 or 12 and 8 or whatever it is, then you're only in forced, you're only in the prevailing rate for the amount of hours that overlap till 12 mm-hmm. hours or whatever. Got it. So they pushed call for the whole crew to be at that forced rate. So everyone got forced for like, two, three hours or whatever it was. Right. They had a pickup shot of a van driving by, doing a van drive by out at the prison that was like an hour and a half I away. I forgot you guys went out and did that shot. But we didn't. <laughs> you never shot it. So they decided, okay, the director, Kevin, the director, the DP, Michael, and me, and the producer's assistant, who was going to drive the car, I think, um, you go out in the morning Shoot those, shoot that shot, and then come back. But Which it was is like, wrong anyway. That uh, Matt should have been there. Matthew should have been along. Yeah, sure. Anyway, go but on. Sorry. Whatever, whatever it was it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. He didn't want to. No, he didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. Um, it was one shot. It was like sticks on the side of a road. Yeah. You know, a dry. It was like I a drive by. It was yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And but it, with the prison location that they had to shoot outside of was like you know it was like an hour and a, it was like an hour and a half worth of driving or something. It was stupid. So my f- I got forced on like four or five hours where the like, you know, my turnaround is like four or five hours oh my god but then i get when i wake up to go meet the producer assistant who's gonna i was gonna get in the car with him he's gonna drive us out to set he i got had a text on my phone saying you know well we didn't secure the location agreement we can't go shoot it so show up at set with general crew call like so okay so i went to back to sleep for three hours went back to sleep for four five hours or whatever it was and show up a general crew call, and that was the fun moment where I got to walk up to the UPM and say, "Hey, by the way, my call time on paper is still when you called me in this morning, so you're, I'm in triple time all day." Which you know, the truth is, triple time was like double time on a normal show because it was you know <laughs> tier two, but still, it's still for that show. I made a ton of money that last, day. and the last day ended up being a long day too. Yeah, it was because that's how you got screwed because we were wrapping in a parking lot at like four in the morning. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, that thing. Okay, we can stop talking. Yeah, about let's that. move on from that show. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I liked Cincinnati a lot. I had fun. I did too. There was really good food, some really cool bars, huh? some really nice people. You know, I met people who moved from bartenders that moved from LA to there. Really? Yeah, because they were like, it's just better here. Like it's, my rent you know is what? a fourth of what it is in LA. There's a lot of problems there, but they're trying. Yeah. To, they're trying to rectify. There are problems everywhere. Yeah. But, well, you know. but like I remember seeing people like strung out, like passed out on opioids and stuff on the street. Like it's bad. I yeah I know. But but they're getting better. They're it, fixing it. It's it, they're trying to change it. They're, yeah yeah. And and there's there are things happening. And hey, if it, if it weren't for the certain producers on that movie, I would have had a oh, blast. Same. There here. was there was one or two people in there that just I, I made my life hell. But otherwise. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the same people, too. <laughs> there, was also, there was also a transportation problem on that show, but I won't. That was, I think, the one and only time I actually got someone in another department fired. But that, 
Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Um, oh, wait. That was before you were there. I remember hearing that. That was in prep. Yeah, I'm sure I told you all yeah. about it. <laughs> um, but, no, there was another transportation problem. The Remember we did the tow rig Oh, God. Uh, we, we did it. We did the camera car. Getting we, stuck in the car with Travolta and Stacy Keach yeah. <laughs> in like 110 degree heat. It was brutally hot. No air conditioning. We're out and they, they've got them on the. We're we're in the camera car and they've we've got a we've got a trailer that they're on. It's a it's a it's a real process trailer. No, it's a process yeah, trailer. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with any yeah. of it except that apparently the guy didn't anticipate. Probably the weight of the car and the fact that we were on very hilly landscape. It was a steep hill. And we went up this big hill and the car just could not. We got it what? Couldn't do it. We got maybe halfway up the hill and it just stopped. We and stopped. we were stuck halfway and up they were the like, hill. And we couldn't do it. Well, we're on the process train. We're like, all right, everybody just get off. We yeah. got off. I think we took the cameras I off. I took the cameras off. I was like, we'll pull as much weight as we can. I mean, I pulled everything I could off. The, I, think right. we pulled, I think tried. we pulled the block batteries off. Just every pound we could get off. He, right. And then and then JT and cool. Stacy got out of the car. Uh-huh. And they were standing like next to us on the side of the road. Yeah. And the car's trying to get up, and it can't. It can't so then it, it has to back down. <laughs> back down this giant hill. <laughs> this two-lane road. Oh, my God. Well, that think, was funny. That might I think that was the same day also. And you you wouldn't have been on this shot, but we were in the car. Me and Matthew were in the back seat with John and Stacy in the front. And we got stuck again somehow. And it was hot. In that old when, ass Cadillac we, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, but, it was like a but Barrett was in the back operating, no? No, Barrett was not in that. That was me and Matthew. Because I remember, because Barrett was yelling at us because the sun, we turned, we turned, and the sun was coming through the back window and was hitting John. And he didn't want to shoot that. And it was the hard sunlight, and it wasn't, you know, yeah. I think they had had a silk over the car or something, and but the sunlight had, we had turned in a direction that the sun was coming in the back, and I remember it's he's he's yelling, day. he's yelling at me and Matthew to block the sun somehow. So I I think I took my shirt off or something, my I maybe had a hat on, I don't know, some piece of clothing I was wearing. I wasn't wearing a jacket because it was like 110 degrees, but. I remember me and Matthew were both like holding pieces of clothing up against the back window while trying to operate and pull focus with one hand, you know, it just dying. And I remember, I, I remember thinking at that moment, like, we're going to be the, the show that killed Stacy Keach. <laughs> like, this is it. This is the end of it. Like, he's going to have a heart attack right now. It's, I mean, he was. He, oh, you he were with Stacy Keach. I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, Stacy was driving and JT was in, in the passenger right. seat, I think. And it was. I remember, you know, Stacy was not unwell, but he wasn't. He wasn't spry. Yeah, he's an older guy. He wasn't. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't spry. And I remember just thinking, we're we're gonna kill Stacy. <laughs> this is it. We're done. <laughs> he was fine. He was fine. No, he was great. I rem- I remember that though, because we were shooting at that old shitty motel. Um, do you remember that? I had to stand in that corner, and we actually had to make the camera smaller and smaller to get it so that it didn't stick out like two inches past this wall. So I had to do this was weird. Is that the hit when he he walked into yes. the bathroom and shot the guy in the yes. shower? Yeah. So there was that shot where I stood in the closet in that weird closet yes. area. Yeah, yeah. Because we were because we were doing another shot. Yes. Down the and pipe. I had to make yeah. the camera as small as possible uh-huh. so that Matthew couldn't see me. Yeah. And then after that, that was F fifty five, I think. Yeah, it was F fifty five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Barrett likes the Sony. And then I ended up, uh, uh, the next shot was standing, I remember I had the camera hooked on my, like to a strap on me, Mm -hmm. and I'm standing on the tub, 
for a ridiculously long time over somebody that, and yes. it's 110 yeah, yeah, yeah. degrees uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and he came in and shoots and boom, uh-huh. boom, 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 whatever and I'm I remember just <laughs> being the I was fucking melting on the person below me I can't remember who it was oh, it was an extra kind of yeah, it was whoever was getting shot which is yeah. just some random <clears throat> right. some random background dude my god I was melting and I remember JT went to the... Do you remember this? I went back in for a piece of equipment. I, I think I forgot my plate or, or... No, it couldn't have been that. I forgot my sweatshirt or... or it, it wouldn't have been, been a that. sweatshirt. <laughs> it was something. something I can't remember why yeah, I went. Yeah. I went. We were shooting in that tiny little apartment and none of our been, locations had It might have been your shoulder pad or by shoulder it pad. It could have I mean, been that. Your folded piece of duvetine that you've it used could, for years. <laughs> I use neck warmers now. Oh, good for And you. I just lost another one that reminds me I need to order one. <laughs> I use like fleece neck warmers. Nice. That's that's plush. that's a big upgrade. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, I like the I like you know why I like that, right? Yeah. yeah okay. I I like the connection to the camera. I don't like. I to got have I some got something. Giant... I got something for you that might be better. You got a good one? Yeah. Okay. But people have these giant like two inch thick pads, yeah. used... which which are great for not injuring your shoulder, but they're not great. For for me for operating purposes because yeah. you have no connection to the camera there's a have you used the uh either the stunt gel pads or they're they're actually uh figure skating crash pads they're super thin and they're gel they're like high impact gel but they're like i mean they're like a 16th of an inch eighth of an inch thick oh really and they're they're gel so they're, they take they're soft and squishy but like it's thin enough that like it's connected oh really to okay yeah, and i actually i, I took that's I, like alan eason's one but no thinner. alan's is thick alan's is super thick his, but his thinner, is, yeah yeah his is like an inch and a half it's a motorcycle seat i know yeah gel pad but no th- these are like super because they're made for uh figure skaters to put under their tights they put you put them on your hip or on your knee or on your uh, like on your uh, tailbone. So, if they, so they're super thin. So, so when they, they when fall, they fall, right. you know you don't see them through their costume, which is super thin anyway. And then when they crash, it just takes that impact out. Just a little bit. Of extra. Yeah, I'll I'll bring it. I'll, I'll show it to you. I have one uh, made up, but I think st- a lot of stunt guys are starting to use them too. They use them. They're those little clear gels. That sometimes they put behind their heads and stuff when they're laying on the ground. You might you've probably seen them, but I, there's one for I think your tailbone that's about that big. And it's, it's like, like perfect for, for the a, shoulder. It's like perfect for a shoulder pad. Oh, really? Yeah. So I took one oh. and like put do it, put it in like a duotine pouch with Velcro on it, so you can stick it to the bottom of the camera. That's you might like that. I might, I might like that. That's good. All right, cool. Um, There's yeah, a useful good. piece of knowledge finally after an hour and a half <laughs> or something. I'm something. talking. There's something useful. <laughs> someone can. They're figure skating crash pads. There you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that show in Cincinnati. Oh my god, it was brutal yeah, hot got, the whole time. So I got plenty of stories I could go there, but we don't need to. No, I just remember one night, and we can stop talking about it. But one night, the the the, the mixer had a a thermometer on his cart, and we were in that um, office building that was empty. Remember when Matthew started moving the chairs? <laughs> With the art department. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I re- don't don't you remember? He said it was like 119 degrees or something. Yeah, it was hot. Oh wait, we got off track. I'll finish this thing, then we can talk <laughs> about some other things. Okay. No, no, but we talked about shoulder pads because I ran into that yeah. apartment to grab that oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, and everybody was out of there except for JT and a couple of producers, which I didn't know. So as I came in, I hear John telling them like, 
because we had just shot in there and they're all wearing three-piece suits and it's 115 yeah. degrees inside and they're all melting and he goes look guys you know i i don't want to complain but it's super hot and look at the poor crew and blah 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 and then he goes and i can't even get through a take without sweating so the poor makeup people have to and it was none of it was about him it was all yeah. about like let's take care of everybody else yeah. and and he did it in a really nice way but also he knows he has the power to make them do it because yeah. everybody else was asking for this shit already and they didn't give a shit yeah. Well, that um, was that, that. I think it was probably about the same time in the shooting schedule that I was on the phone with the union almost daily about the air conditioning situation. Yeah, because it got to a point where it wasn't just uncomfortable, but it was like unsafe. Well, there was a whole other issue there. There was a too. bathroom problem too. That too, and then there. Was I made the. Pr- I made them. <laughs> we were setting up for a night exterior, and they were lighting, and I made them dry. They, the bathroom took so long to set up. I had to, I had a toozy, if you will, <laughs> and uh, I made them drive me back to the production office. Yeah. And wait, and I just like, there's no, you guys have to give us a bathroom. Yeah. I, I made him wait. Man, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the second time the cart flipped that night. Oh, God, I forgot about that, too. Remember we flipped two carts? No, I remember the one because I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> the first time was when... The one was like one of the, the last f- nights. The first time the was when someone was, one of the seconds was still there, the second got replaced, and it happened again after they got replaced. Oh really? It happened with that first person. Yeah, yeah. The first time, I was there for the first. Person, the first time. The first time it happened with the first person, which was that tiny cart that was way overloaded because this person had bought a new cart and it was way too small. Got it. But they were very proud of their new cart, so they had to use it. The one who came up to about here yeah. on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, another union problem I ended up having to deal with. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Got it. Wow. That, that show was, was a disaster. A disaster. It was a disaster. Disaster in so many directions. And it could have been so nice. The script was really good. It pissed me off. The script was really good. And Kevin's and really cool. And we didn't shoot the script almost at all. Like it, it, I know. It could have been, let me, it let could me, have been great. Let me just say that that, that that was not Kevin's fault. No, no, no. Kevin's no. a good director. Yes. Um, Kevin was, every single day it was... They would tell him, oh, you can't do that now, and we took this away, and you can't do that, and you can't do that, and yep. you lost all of your locations for next week because yeah. we don't want to pay for them. And we're going to we're gonna shoot a new location on Thursday, but you're not going to get to scout it or have any idea what it looks like. Oh, they scouted one night at 4 a.m., remember that? Well, just remember the, bar, remember the bar? Yes. Yeah, they did. That's scout. what I'm talking about. I don't think they scouted that at all. They scouted at 4 a.m. The night before we shot? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. After we wrapped. And, and, and to Kev- Kevin's credit, he never complained. I mean, you could see the frustration in his face, but he didn't yell and scream and whatever. He just turned around and went, "Okay, how can we do this?" Yeah, and tried to make it. He did work. the best he could, and the, I remember he the worked last, his ass off for them. Yeah, and, and they the, fucked the, him. the last week of that show, he just kept apologizing. I don't know I if he know. did to you, he did to me. He oh kept, yeah, he kept just saying, "I'm, you know, thank you for your hard work. I'm sorry." Yep. And he, I remember we showed up to dinner. Were you with us that night? At, at it was the, me and at you. that big steakhouse. It was me and you. Was it? And and we just, oh Matthew was there too. Was, Matthew was there, but, but I, I remember, think we went over together. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to remember if we were if yeah, I think it was. But we we walked over and it was the what it was the director and DP and a know, bunch maybe, of the maybe actors. the costume designer and a few of the actors and it yeah. was it was all the it was higher up it was a bunch of above, above the line people and we show up just we were just walking by and we knew they were there so we stopped in they were in a special room and this is like the fanciest steakhouse in Cincinnati. 
and we just stopped in just to wave and say hi and we were going to leave and go I don't know, go to some bar just do something to, you know whatever and he refused to let us leave he said no you sit down and you eat <laughs> you eat, eat with us, eat with us. Right. and and they Kevin, picked up the tab and Kevin and, yeah. made us eat with him and he picked up the tab yeah. you know it was like a hundred bucks a person or more I don't know how much it was but like not including alcohol and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean whenever we were nice. at the bar and he was there he'd pay for us I mean he was he was great yeah I, I ran into uh, into him multiple times at a little bar that I don't think you ever went to. It was like my little, it was my in, little getaway. In Cincinnati? Yeah. I didn't go it was to, near I the didn't hotel. Go to many bars there. It was, it was around the corner from the hotel. Oh, I definitely, a, definitely didn't go to any bars near the hotel. I didn't want to get shot. Okay. <laughs> I, I would walk over there. It was like a five minute or 10 minute walk or less. And I would see Kevin there at sometimes at rap. And he would always be like, hey, come on over, come on over. Because I'd always give him the wave, you know, but I'd be at the bar and they'd sit at a table. Yeah. It'd be like him and his assistant. And oh, was that that kind of dive bar just at the verge of where it started to get nicer? It was a dive bar. I don't remember if there was a verge I, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I never went there, but I think you're talking about. <laughs> there was a little outside area. Yeah. 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 That was it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I liked it. But uh, anyway, we can't, we can't stop talking Let's about Cincinnati. On. We have to stop. <laughs> Um, well, that was the last. That was the last thing we did together. I know. So that's what we're. That's what we're yeah, 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 yeah. We did. There were there were a handful of years we did a lot of stuff together, though. What well, we did, the Boyd years, we did a ton together. Yeah, it's funny those 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 three pilots we did. I was sure of two of them were going to get picked up, and one that wasn't, and the one that wasn't is still in the air. And the one, the one I was more sure than anything that was going to get picked up did not get picked up. The well, advocates. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I've, I've learned in my career so far that if I think the show's terrible and not going to do well, it's going to go multiple seasons. <laughs> and if I think it's great, it's n- either not going to get picked up if it's a pilot, or it's going to do one season and be done. That's what I, that's what I've learned in my career so far. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not Don't, that night do not shift hire me as a It's not that executive. night shift wasn't good. Um, I thought maybe you know if it got. I figured it'd get picked up. It, it, NBC needed a medical show. It, it was going to, but I figured, you know, one, two seasons tops. It went five, I think five years, which mm-hmm. just blew my mind. It's still going, no? No, they, they, oh, they pulled now. the plug? Yeah. I gotcha. Um, but, but advocates, I thought for sure would go. David Nutter, the pilot whisperer. And, you know, lucky for us, uh, and I'm sure Mandy's happy because she got to go do This Is Us instead. And but, that worked out uh, for her. Yeah. But I, I thought that for sure would go and didn't go. And then, of course, for Agents, sure. Agents Wait, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wait, who'd we have? Was CCH founder? Yeah, she was in that. And yeah. then, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ty- I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Titus Welliver. Welliver. He was, he was a bit part. But no, the, the lead was I know. That, what was that guy? I just liked him because he likes cool, like yeah. uh, the, the clothing brand. <laughs> remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I really like. And, yeah. And, um, I remember that was the day I questioned what year it was because you're – your buddy Howie came by to see Mandy. Howie, the Backstreet Boy, came by to see Mandy Moore, and I, I just walked around a corner, and there's there's a Backstreet Boy and Mandy Moore talking to each other, and I got really confused. <laughs> no, it's my old one of my oldest friends. He was, uh, I guess, he, he was coming to town to. He wasn't. He was in town. And I was like, come, come by. Warner they Brothers. might have been shooting. Were they shooting that part of uh, this is the end, or that was before that? No, that, that wasn't then. Yeah. Uh, no, know. no, Either he came way, by funny. very specifically to to see me. Oh no, then, well, I remember you you yeah, you, yeah. you saying because you were the one who said I'm working with Mandy. Do you want to come by? And yeah, I remember that. But I just remember walking around the corner, seeing them talking to each other, and I got really like, I had a little. I was like, am I in? 
I don't want to say elementary school, but I guess I would have been in elementary school. Right, 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 right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, date um, <laughs> Nutter. That's the only time I've. He looked at me and he's like, "This is a buddy of yours." <laughs> Like, yeah. He was like, well, all right. <laughs> it was our lightest day, too. It was like... Yeah, we were on stage. It was... Well, yeah, but, I mean, oh, we did have a lot of days off, but that show, he shoots so fast. Yeah. And he knows well, exactly what he him wants. Him and Boyd together is, like, crazy. Well, going into that, Boyd told me, he goes, just so you know, this guy's the most prepared guy I've ever worked for. And he's wearing me out. And I was like, he's wearing you out. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to hear from yeah. David Boyd. And 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 we got there and we found out. I think that one day we had we had Alan as C camera that day. Yeah, maybe. At that warehouse site thing where there was that fight and all that stuff. Do you remember that? I remember the warehouse. But I don't think that was that day cuz we were on we were definitely on stage, I think. No, 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 no. it was not the day with Alan. Oh, okay. I I'm just, I'm talking about something else. Yeah, yes, Alan was there that day, yeah. <clears throat> and it was all handheld in there. Mm-hmm. And we did I think 167 setups. Scripty told me at it, the was end of the day. Cra- it was something crazy. Something sure. absolutely With ridiculous. Three, three cameras full time, yeah. And it was a 16 hour day, which we hadn't done. We'd done like 11s every day. Yeah. And that's the most I've ever shot in one day. He knows so. Literally, you cut, and he's like, before the light goes out, he's like, Brad, oh, here's this. And, um, and Mick was the A operator. Mick was AA, yeah. And so he's like, Mick, you do this. Brad, you do this. Alan, you do this. Okay, action. Like, the actors never even get to their trailers. He's so good. He's so fast. And and that's how we shot so much stuff in 11 hours. We shot what most people can't shoot in 20 and 11 oh, like, was, every day. It was efficient. And, and we had the ice cream truck come and the coffee truck come and the taco truck come. And I never got any of it. Yeah. Because they can't leave your camera. <laughs> and, and, um, um, I just remember the next day after that super long day, we were at Warner Ranch. No, Warner. Yeah, yeah right Warner over Ranch, by yeah, Warner yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, And as soon as I walked on set, Nutter came right over to me and shook my hand and said, I'm really sorry we worked so long yesterday. I told them I needed two days. They didn't give me two days. And you guys suffered for it. And I apologize. And he did that to everybody. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty fantastic. He almost almost every Friday on that show, he'd give me money, cash. Wait, he was giving me money. Yeah, he would give it. He was giving and, you money too. Mm-hmm. And he would say, "Take the crew out for a beer." Right. Yeah. I didn't know it he might was not giving have never, you money. Yeah, he too. might have. He might have altered. He might have given it to you sometimes. Me sometimes. I don't. You know, my he might have given. Bu- I bet he it's gave possible, both of us both. money. But I mean, he just hand me like hundred dollar bills, right? And just say, "Take the crew out." And yeah. I'd always invite him, and he would say, "No, no, no, it's for you guys to enjoy yourself." I know. He would never come, but he was. He was. I. He's a wacky dude, but he was. He was great. I don't think he's wacky. Oh, he's he's wacky. He was out there, but not in like a bad, not in a bad way. No, he's, not at all. But he's just he's just kind of eccentric. You think? Yeah. I didn't think he's eccentric. I, but he he's definitely. I mean, we're all. I guess we're all weird in our own way. So he's weird in his own way. Yeah, if we're doing this for a living, we're definitely weird. Well, he had done. This was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seventeen pilots, eighteen pilots. I don't remember the. I don't something. Know. Like, it was a lot. Let's say it would. Let's say this was his seventeenth pilot, and previous to that. 15 of the 16 had been picked up. Yeah, I think one pilot hadn't been picked up. And right. So we're thinking, great, this show's going to, you know, we're going to go for years. It's going to be, it's a, the, like a, 
legal procedural basically right. everything and with is, great actors like this is gonna be great this is easy it's you know it's a little boring you know we, in the courtroom but otherwise it's gonna be interesting you know we'll get some years on this and then of course it doesn't get picked up well um what was i gonna say uh oh um so he'd done all these pilots and so when i talked to david previously i said what are we shooting on he said we're shooting on alexa nutter shot that pilot that got canceled canceled on red and he'll or that didn't get picked up he shot on red so oh, really? he's never shooting red again. <laughs> <laughs> well, i doubt he's never shooting alexa again uh that's yeah that's true but no i was so happy for him and you know he he I think he's from Orlando or close to it, oh, really? which is where I'm from. Yeah. Because when he won his, um, oh god, I just thought of another thing. I'll bring up in a second. Remember the raid? Um, <laughs> the raid. Anyway, so when he won the Emmy like two years ago for Game of Thrones for directing, mm-hmm. the first person he thanked was um, a guy named Ralph. Oh, I'm blanking, but he was a teacher at Valencia Community College. In, in Orlando, Florida, yeah. where David Nutter went to school, and he thanked him first. And this was a well-known guy, and he had just passed away. Class act. Super class act. Yeah. Super class act. But um, you don't remember the raid, huh? What? We were the in the backyard of some house, and there was a ant pile or something, like bees and shit. What is that noise? Oh, motorcycle. Wait, um, was, it, was this on Advocates? Yes. Do not remember you don't this. remember this. It may have been during like a little rehearsal, and maybe you couldn't watch that one, or you were, or something. But David Dutter got a can of Raid, and he sprayed me in the face with it. <laughs> what? He said, "Close your eyes." <laughs> he said, "This is what we did in Australia," and I... he had me close my eyes, and he hosed my face down with a can of Raid. Which was crazy. Boyd was right there. He was like, holy shit. <laughs> and you're saying this guy's not eccentric? Well, yeah, I forgot about it. Well, you reminded me of that bit. That was weird. Because he did, but he did that show, that 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 um, that Spielberg show. What was it? About the Pacific. Um, the Pacific? Uh, was that the one? Yeah, I guess it was. Um, Isn't that what it was called? Yeah, but or was it the other one that they did? It doesn't matter. He did a show that shot in Australia about the war, and but he was telling me like the bugs that were so bad, he would just hose his face down and raid. That's horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> and he did it to me, and I was like, I'm getting cancer now. <laughs> like he shouldn't have done that. Really, no, he really shouldn't have. But you know, it, also yeah. if I had said no, don't do that, he wouldn't have done it either. To yeah. be fair, no, but, he wouldn't. Have. Um, but yeah, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> that show was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all crazy in their own ways, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they are. But it was a pleasure. I mean, the oh, that's the one where the UPM tried to renegotiate with me after I wrapped the show. What? You remember this? I don't remember. Oh, B, maybe I do. B, well, he had been saying things to me throughout the show, like he didn't like my Steadicam rental because we weren't using it that much. Yeah. And then on the very last day. I'm literally wrapped. I go to the truck to grab my backpack. The sound guys are wrapped too. They're on it. You guys are doing like an insert shot to finish. And he comes to the back of the truck and he's like, hey, we never finished talking about your rates. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, we agreed to that before this this show started. And 
he's like, oh, well, I made a mistake and, you know, I had you on a four-day week instead of a five and blah, blah, blah. And I go, that's not my problem, man. Like, pay me my money. And he's like, oh, well, I really can't. And I'm like, look, either Warner Brothers, CBS, or me is going to get less money on this deal. And it's not going to be fucking me. (laughs) I don't remember any of that. And he just looked at me and he was like, uh... I don't even remember the producers on that show. That... That was. A, I don't remember his name. He was a pain in the ass. And I turned around to um. That, to was, a, that was a blur. That whole six month period of those three pilots is kind of a blur. I don't remember a ton about. Yeah. Like I remember specific stories on set, but I don't remember like I don't even remember who the producers were on most of the shows or the ads or. Mm, I do. Stuff. I dealt with them more than you did, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind well, the of. producers for sure. Because yeah. for me, it was like, I talked to the UPM about my deal in the beginning. I don't talk to him after that. At least on those shows that pilots that are that short. Hmm. Um, all the gear was rented in prep. I didn't have things coming in day play and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, not like a series where I'm dealing with the UPM daily, but <laughs> right. Well, on that one, you know, he tried to do that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I gave him that line, you know, about somebody's going to make less money, and <laughs> and he basically just walked away, and he was like, "I'll, I'll well, I'll tr- I'll try to help you out." I'm like, "Help me out." We made the deal like, before the thing pay started. Me what we agreed upon, right? Exactly. Um, so no, I turned around and the sound guys were laughing. They thought it was hilarious. So then I called, I walked to parking and we were all meeting at the smokehouse and I called David Boyd and said, David, I may have a problem. And he goes, what? So the UPM's trying to renegotiate with me right now. And he's like, what? I said, he goes, this show's over, buddy. I'm like, I know. So he, so the greatest thing, which is what he always said, he goes, okay, well you tell me when, and who I need to yell at. <laughs> so set him loose, and I said, "All right, I'll let you know." Did it I come? Said, did it come to that, or did you get worked? The out next day, he texted me, "Oh, I was I was able to help you, and I got you, uh, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, you helped a lot. Like, you're the one who tried to go back on your deal. You didn't yeah. do shit. You're awesome. anyway." But they're, they're, it's more common than than um, people realize, and it's really stupid, you know. That's fine. If if you don't have money, you don't make a deal with me. Yeah. But we made a deal for X amount of money, and that's the deal. And yeah. we had Steadicam every day, every day, ready to go. Yeah. You well, know. I mean, so when you make a deal, just it, that's it. Stick just by the deal. Go for it. It's the same fine. thing. Like if look, if I take a tier one job, I'm not going to bitch about the rate. Exactly right. I, yes, I'm going to be pissed off that I'm getting paid shit for the same work I do, making four times as much. But I agreed to take the job at that rate. That's my rate. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. And you can always quit, not take mm-hmm. it. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, <clears throat> sometimes they they fuck you sideways, and you're not expecting it. And you can bitch about that. Oh sure. But if you go into something knowing what the deal is, if I've agreed to something in negotiations, then that's on me. Take your deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about Morocco because you did a show in Morocco, I right? Did yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm. I was, was super was, jealous. It was of fun. You. Actually, you and Owen from Night Shift yes. did shows in Morocco. Different shows. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You were you were literally like leaving the day he was getting there or something. We like that. we had a bit of overlap, and I'm trying. To, I think he might have sent me a Facebook message or something. At some point, we knew that we, each other were in town, and we no, said, "I was the conduit." Yeah, I was texting yeah, him and then texting you and telling yeah. you, Owen's, or, we, or Facebooking. And or I didn't. I didn't get a chance to 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 meet with him because we weren't. We didn't overlap that long. But yeah, he was there. I can't remember what show he was doing, but I was doing a, a Spike TV uh, miniseries called Tut. It's like right. a King Tut thing with uh, Ben Kingsley. Right. But he was he oh, was ben there. Ben Kingsley was in that. Yeah, I didn't he, realize yeah. that. That's awesome for Spike TV. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, it was like I think it was six. Was it six hour long episodes or something like that? It was like a mini. How long I was, were you there? I was there for three months. It was a. It was a. I was second unit. I was the. I was a camera second unit. The key on second unit. Mm. The DP that I work for a lot was the second unit DP slash director. Um, the main unit guys were mostly separate. We we came in on we jumped onto main unit to do C camera work here and there. Uh, the director and showrunner was a was a kind of a buddy we had me and the DP had worked with in the past. So it was it was a bit odd sometimes. I'd we'd come by the main unit set when we'd wrap for the day, and he'd be like, "Would you take over for these guys?" Because uh, really? he liked, he liked, he liked us more. more, which was. Oh. A, little odd and i kind of a couple times i looked at him i said no i will not <laughs> like i'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know walk that line that's not worth it yeah um but they were there for like five months i felt kind of bad for those guys a long time to be in morocco did Which you like morocco? Took, oh, i loved morocco yeah okay. um, working there was tough. working home. there was tough but it's a, it's a long time to be you know that far away from home with that time difference you know it's like i would i'd talk to my wife once every you know week or two weeks Oh, that was it. Yeah, you know, Skype with her. It's so the, hard to get in touch. Just the time, right. the time difference is so messed up. And you know, occasionally I'd be able to call her if I'm when I was in the van on the way to work at six in the morning. She'd be on her way home at ten from at work, night or at something. ten at night or right. whatever. Back in L.A. and I, you know, we'd get a chance to talk for a few minutes. But yeah, it, it was it was tough to be that far away for that. I mean, that's three months is a, a long time to be. You know, in our industry, it doesn't sound like much, I guess. But you know, it's like I talk to people. No, that's who I went to high school with, and the, you know, it's like, oh, I have to, you know, on a trip for a business trip for two weeks. I'm not going to see my family for two weeks. It's crazy. I'm going two weeks. You kidding me? Yeah. I'm talking three to eight months, and you know, that's nothing. But yeah, to be that to be that far away, time difference wise, was tough. But did you Morocco ever consider bringing her over for a, for a visit? Yeah, I mean, we we tried to figure out just with her. She works, I know. you know, she yeah. works a lot. So it's she works at Universal Pictures in the marketing department. So it's it's tough to. For her to take that time off work is, is very difficult. Mm. So I think, you know, had I had a week off or something where I could we could have spent a week together, it probably would have been worth it. But, you know, it's like if she had come out there, she'd have been sitting in a hotel room by herself. Or were you doing six-day weeks? Or? It was five-day weeks, oh, but okay. it was, you know, you were working. But she's not going to come for a weekend. You're working she's 14 hours a day, right. and then, you know, you've got your weekends. But, yeah, yeah what is it? You're going to travel. You know, I remember my flight home took 26 hours. Yeah, between connections and all that stuff. So it's right. like you're gonna fly for 24 hours to get to some place to. Well, you see, leave on Friday. Friday afternoon, you get there Sunday morning. Yeah, so you, thing, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna do that to spend two, maybe two days with your with your husband. It's like, eh, it's not really worth it. We'll just you know. Right. Yeah, gotcha. It makes sense. But Mor- no, Morocco as a country it was great. The people there are amazing. Tough, tough working conditions. You know. Wait, did your wife, did she, she's been at Universal for a while, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Did she work on any, we did two, we did two different movies for Universal together. Did we? Yeah, we did Dark well, Skies. Oh no, that was Weinstein Company. Yeah, I don't, Dark Skies, Sorry. I don't think so, but Boy Next Door, yes. Boy Next she, Door yes, was. She was, she was there when we did that. So, but so she, did she work on that, marketing-wise? I don't, I don't remember. I think I that was, never occurred to I me think before. It just I now occurred she, to me. I guess she might have, but she was fairly new there at the time. Oh, she was? Okay. So I don't remember. She didn't... I don't think she did much... She wouldn't have done much work on that, that movie specifically. Okay. But she might have been there in the department when that was happening. But she, again, she was in marketing, so it's... Or she is in marketing, so it's... 
it's not like she's working in the production of it. You know, we hand them the product and they yeah they deal with it from there. That was another fun one and kind of not fun one. I liked that reason. one. I mean, I think I think in retrospect, I liked that one. I think at the time, maybe I didn't like it as much. Yeah, I don't know. I liked Rob. Bro, I, I love even Rob. though Rob's old school and you know a little rough around the edges in certain ways, um, but. I think his heart's in the right place, and you know he. Rob, called, Rob is one of the most caring people I've ever ever met in this industry, which you don't. I don't think you recognize that when you on the surface. It was because we were working with him when Paul Walker died. We were, and I remember that that day we found out, and he direct he directed, he directed Fast the, and Furious, the first Fast and, and the, Furious. So he like gave Paul Walker. It was like, his. Project. He's the one who blew Paul Walker up. Yeah, and they were they were close friends, and he, you know he cared about him a lot, and. I just remember we were shooting in a, in a high school or a middle school or something. I think it was high school. High school, yeah. And we all kind of found out about this in the morning. And everyone just was kind of like, it was kind of an unspoken thing. Like, just no one say anything. Let's get through the day's work. Let's not burden Rob with this right now. And I remember they called rap. We're starting to wrap the gear, and I just I'm walking. I walk into the hallway, and I just hear this scream, this just wail. And yeah, I look I down the hall, and it's and Rob was there with his assistant, and I, it was obvious that his assistant had just told him about Paul's passing, and he was just he just lost it. I mean, he was crying harder than I've ever seen someone cry, and it was it was just heartbreaking to see. You know, Rob is a fairly abrasive man not not in a bad way but he's that's why i said rough around the edges yeah he's he does he has zero filter he's zero filter and he's he's old old school hollywood yeah so and you know it's like so you either get along with rob or you don't but you know we got along with him i think pretty pretty well he he loved us he liked us quite a bit yeah yeah. he called you Um, lebby and me bratty yeah he still calls me lebby (laughs) but i that you know that was you know but he truly cared about everyone he worked with you know, even beyond, even if you pissed him off, he still cared about you as a person. Yeah, and that yeah. that doesn't happen much in this industry, I don't think. Yeah, and it, was to cool. see to see him react to that was just it. Cru- I mean, it crushed me. It was a bummer. It was it was tough. I know, and he didn't sleep that night. He and no. I talked about yeah. it a bit. He, he, the next day, he came in. He was in rough shape. Yes, I felt for him. He, he yeah, he was a good friend of his. You know, it was somebody mm-hmm. who he helped and who helped him and they were, you know, well, they made, they kind of made each other. I mean, as much as Rob had a, uh, very, Rob, Rob, Rob had was, a very established career at that point, yeah. but that was, I, I'm going on the assumption that was probably his financially his biggest movie. Sure. I, I would have to imagine. How could it not be? I mean, what enter the, what, not enter the dragon. Was it? No, he did some Bruce Lee movie that was pretty big. Not enter the right. dragon, but it was like a Bruce Lee biopic or something. I think right. did pretty well as well before that, but. Yeah, and he did triple X and stuff, but that was I think that was after. The yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that yeah, I think that was his. That was like, that no, was, it, was that a was big, a, it was a big deal for him big, and for Paul. And, and I he think owned, they connected. And he there. owned the property. I yeah. think he. I think he's the one who bought the property. It was an LA Times article, and I think he bought it. And um, so he was very connected to all that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, no, but he. You said he was caring for other people, and I had. I don't know if you remember the first AD on that show. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. Should never be a first AD ever. Terrible. Um, awful, awful, bad at his job. Um, and, and By the way, he's done very well for himself. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how. Um, I can't figure it out. I shouldn't talk 
too much, I guess, but I don't really give a shit. Um, the guy, the guy treated us like hot garbage every day, acted like he was better than everybody else. And he gave me shit that day. And I won't go into the whole thing, but he screamed at me for something that was his fault. He, he had no one paying attention to what camera was doing. And we had a last minute lens change on both our cameras. And then he screamed because we weren't ready. And I screamed back at him. I don't. I don't remember this. <laughs> oh, over over J Lo and uh, and Chris and Chenoweth and, at the school. Yeah, in the principal's office. Underneath, no, underneath that outside thing when they had that fight. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, that was when we were doing the you doing the shot of the that were that, there was some weird dolly shot of them walking down the. Thing, that, was then, a, that, was a, that was that was that was after that was after. Oh, okay, but but so so no, he screamed at me. And I was like, "Why don't you do your fucking job?" Like, and he was way over there. Oh, that was the fight in the cafe, the outdoor yes. cafeteria. Yes. I do remember that. Yes. yes, 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 yes. And Rob was over by 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 him, and that producer who is like his person. She's the one who always hires him on everything for some unknown reason. She grabs me and pulls me away. She's like, "We're going to talk about this," and he comes over and they're berating me, and I'm going, "No, fuck you! You can't talk to me that way." And then Rob comes over, and the two of them are ganging up on me super hard, and and um and Rob comes over and he's like, "You can't talk to Brad that way. You don't understand what he's putting into this movie, way more than you. Like he just drills them. I do remember that now. He super drills them, and then he's like, "You apologize, Gerard. Apologize to Brad right now." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I go, "Fuck you," just like that. And Rob <laughs> goes, "Why don't you try again?" And he goes, I'm sorry. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then that was it. You know, to, to, to his credit, Gerard came up the next day and apologized with a little more heart. Like he actually yeah. meant it, um, which I was fine with, but, um, you I know, and I, I accepted, I, I, but yeah, I, I, I don't, know, I feel bad speaking ill on anyone. I mean, I think he's, he, he was, I didn't have any issues with him personally. Me, I think. I that, didn't have any. I think. I, think I didn't that, have any personal I think that, issues. I think with that him. film was. That was a tough film. It was a. I guess it was technically a tier one, right? Yeah. But it was with Rob and with favors and. J-Lo I mean, it, and all it was stuff. really a thirty it million a 30 dollar million movie. Dollar they just movie didn't pay anybody for up front. a five million dollar budget. So right. you know the crew they had in certain positions were not up to the task of what was expected. So I think I, he might have been in over his head a bit, but. Um, yeah. He was in way over his head. Yeah, but and and look, there. I'm sure there are other factors or anything. It's not about. It's not about. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not about. Are, I just thought of something else. Go ahead. Continue. There's more, right? No, no. It's it, I that weird kid actor in the movie. I ran into him in an airport. Which one? And I ran into him at LAX. The 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 kid. The yeah. Um, the, the the love interest. No, no, oh, no, 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 the, no, the kid. kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was very odd. Push-ups. <laughs> he remembered me. He came and started talking to me. Oh, he did? Yeah, it was well, very... Well, that's nice. I think it was, he was nice. It was very odd, I think though. he's a nice kid. He was, yeah. but he was... He had... He, yeah. He's, I got he's, some funny video on my phone of, of him yeah, warming I, up for shots. <laughs> <laughs> Doing push-ups. Trying to pump himself up. And Well, I remember the there was the... Never mind. I won't say anymore. The, the That video that got sent around. But, um... <laughs> Um, no, no, no. But but look, the the thing with Gerard was not. It's not about like I'm understaffed and stressed out and whatever. It's about like 
I'm going to scream at everybody else. It, it was a showboating trying to cover up for his inadequacies, trying yes. to show Rob that he knew what he was doing. Yes, and being a dick. Yeah. And, you know, don't be a dick to me. We all know we were, we, we were all trying to shoot too much every day with not enough time, and we're all doing our best. And look, you know, I, I may not be perfect every time. Okay, so you blame that on me. That's fine. But that's not a personal assault on you. But when you try to call people out and say, oh, camera department, ah, I was waiting on you or whatever, some bullshit, like, and that's... screaming across 100 extras and number one, two, three, and four on the call sheet. That's a quick way for me to flip my switch, by the way. And, right. I, and I can tell you the couple last couple shows I've been on, you know me, I have a temper. It, it When it goes, I, I'm pretty good, but when it, well, goes, you know, when it goes, it goes. We're the same way in a yeah, lot of ways. Exactly. I, it's very hard for to get and me to lose the, my temper, the, but when I lose it, you're going to find out. The second you make assumptions about my department and start try to call us out in front of other people, like if you if you think something, or even if you're right, and you come up to me and talk to me in person, I'm, I'm fine with you. But the right. second you try to make a big deal about it, try to call someone out in front of other people, I will lose it, and I right. I have lost it on people, and I've, I mean the the last the last show I did in Albuquerque, I lost it on a visual effects. Oh, guy. did you really? Oh, I I lost it to the point where the director walked by, and it's director who I worked for worked with previously as well on another series, so we knew each other fairly well, and it got to the point where you know he kind of came up to us and was like, hey, guys, are you you okay like stop and he right, went right, and spoke right. to the dp not he wasn't upset at me like no one was mad he just was, worried it was he was worried escalate. it was like it was early and it was like episode two it was like he was worried oh, really? like yeah, it was like these people are gonna have to work together for the next six months like this can't i what hope was they're it? not like what was this. the issue he called us out on gritting a lens that he thought needed to be gritted that we hadn't gritted I, it was something horrible but it was like it was two weeks of build-up of being nagged about something and then on set in front of other people he called out my loader as saying that we that he lied to him and said that we intentionally hit a lens so it wouldn't be gritted it was it was a really odd thing and it was like there was a lens that we hadn't gritted that came and went but it was like great we'll get it back and grit it like we just it's Right. No big deal, but he on set tried to call. It's us like out a and, minor misunderstanding. And, call, and called my called our, our my loader a liar and all this, stuff, and I I lost it. And right. it's like when my when you know me when my switch goes, it's I I, I see red, it's bad, and I I've been trying to get better and better at it. Um, but yeah, I flipped on him. Unfortunately, and, I, and like five minutes later, I I pulled him aside and apologized to him and was mm. like, you know, it was, we were we were fine, but it was just. You know, it's like, yeah. just don't do that. Like, if you have an issue with me or my department, like, just come talk to me just about come it. Come and we'll, ask a we'll, question. We'll work it out. We all, right. you know, we all have to, we're all together 14 to 16 hours a day. Like, we, it's, there's going to be emotions. There's going to be tough situations. But let's work them out as adults, not just, you know, call people out in front of the whole rest of the crew and background and actors and. Right. Let's that, not that's be un, That's unnecessary. That's unnecessary. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean. Same same situation for me. That's that's how I felt. It's like mm -hmm. I don't I don't need it anymore. And I was ready. I was ready to quit. I was ready to quit the show. You know, um, and was quit that day too for a different reason. Which reason was yours? I didn't get along with my operator very well, and he he was uh, not very nice to me that day. Right. I don't know how close I was to actually quitting, but I was. That was probably my most upsetting day on that. It show. crossed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the same day or not. He went on to be very successful, by the way. He did. As a DP. I'm aware. I've worked with him. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had no problems with him. He just I, I feel like he was pushing my buttons intentionally. I don't know why. Hmm. Just that's what that's the vibe I got from it. So I don't I don't know. Remember we talked a lot about Bitcoin. 
Do you remember? Oh yeah, because I it was just, seven or eight hundred dollars at the time. I was considering, <laughs> I was considering buying a miner. I remember that was when I was trying to figure out what the hell Bitcoin was because I did not understand it. I know. Yeah, I should have. That was 2013, 2014. You could have given up poker. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, if I'd bought in 2010 when I should have, I could have. I could be. You know, I could be living in uh, Monaco right now. That'd be fun. A lot of things would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. No, no. I remember. I remember there was there was that. Um, but you you mentioned that dolly shot. Do you remember what happened? It was something about a light fixture on a wall with a sign. You do remember. And it was the director wanted it in or out, and the DP wanted it in or the opposite. I and told this story on the podcast. I'm sure. I'm, I've, but nobody I, knew there, what movie it was there's about. Been a, there's been a handful of stories I've heard you tell on this podcast. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. I was there. <laughs> there's another one. Please don't reveal where that was from. But, um, was but that other, one. What was the other one? No, that's okay. No, tell Maybe me. you haven't heard it yet. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, but but um, no, but but this one. Yeah, that was, that was the movie where mm-hmm. I was... It was just like a push towards a thing, a and simple, then a quick pan, and yeah. the guy was and the guy was skateboarding up. And it, was it was a nothing just, shot. It was just a compositional thing. Yeah, it was the opening of a scene, but yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't important. It was just like a shot of a sign saying, "Hey, we're to high school," and then pan to say, "Like, here's the kids of the high school, and there's the the dude riding around." Right. But it was just there was like a light bulb fixture was, on the wall that was like part of the you know it's just it was just there at the school. Yeah. And I remember there was just a difference between whether the the DP and the director wanted it in or out. Yeah. with how you framed it and then they didn't talk to each other they were both just going to you separately and it became a thing and then the dp <laughs> screamed at me yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because when the director came up to you and you're gonna do what the director wanted especially when it's rob yeah not only not only that but um but like the last person to come up to me they're sitting next to each other in yeah, front of you a assume monitor they talk to each other so the last one to come up to me and look, in that case, I probably knew that he hadn't talked to David about it, but um, obviously I'm doing the shot he wants. He's the director. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's so innocuous. Like, what word am I trying to use there? It's, innocuous? It's, yes. Yeah. It's it's so, it's not, like, it's not really important. It's a slight framing adjustment. It's like pan left a little bit. Look, I knew the light looked ugly. Yeah. I tried to find a way to get rid of it without making the whole frame look super weird when i tilt it down it looks super weird and so but then he told me no do it without the light fine it's you know you're the boss no problem and i'll do the best shot i can do and then when the director wants it the other way i do it the other way you know and and um that's just how it is but um oh that reminds me of rob on that movie after that day Maybe I'm going. Nah, I'll I'll say it. Um, after that day, where Gerard screamed at me and that whole thing that was, happened, was that the same day? Yeah, this yeah. all happened the same that was, day. That, was that event, shot that was an too. eventful day. It was, but then Rob came to me at before lunch. This all happened before lunch too. He came to me before lunch and he said, "If memory serves, it may have been at rap, but I think before mm-hmm. lunch." And he goes, um, "He goes." He goes, don't worry, I got your back, or something like that. And he's like, he's like, he doesn't understand. Like, I know how what he thinks of me. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, I heard him. I walked around the corner the other day. He had his back to me, and he was mocking me to two other people. What? 
Uh, yeah. The first day he was mocking the yeah, director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. And Gerard, I'm sure Gerard doesn't know that to this day. If He, he, ever, might, he might now. He ever... He, you know he I listens to this, this, right? Yeah, right. He's one of your biggest fans um, ever since that moment. But no, Rob knew about that. And that was actually, strangely enough, part of why... Well, Rob had my back anyway, but then yeah. there were he, he other, liked us. there were other things on top of it. But I brought the whole camera crew in, besides the other yeah, operators. You, you you hired me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hired everybody else. Yeah. And, and well, um, we, I mean, we kind of hired. I think we the two of us kind of hired everyone together with Dylan and and Devin and yeah, Emily. they were that was, great. That was, that was a fun crew. They were great. I remember De, uh, Devin and um, who was the other second? Emily. Emily. Devin and Emily wearing like boots especially devin like her, her different boots every day it was always funny but um and well, one was one was like 511 and the other was like five yeah two. yeah emily's like six feet is and, she that and tall devin's yet? like 90 pounds yeah yeah, she's yeah. tiny yeah yeah no but they're they're even now they're still like best friends oh they're that like, that was the other one where we did the biggest steadicam shot of the whole movie first up first, on day one yeah well yeah, technically second up. There was like an <laughs> I insert. Think we did insert a knife an insert because, shot. Yes. because uh, someone was late. Yeah. Well, when the star is four hours late to yes, work, exactly. But it worked out well for me because remember they refused to give me a prep. Then oh, it, I oh, I remember at ten p.m. the night before mm-hmm. they call me because they said Steadicam wouldn't be up in the beginning. They swore up and down, left and right, it would never be first up. You've told this story on the podcast as well. All right, then I'll shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It worked out. But I remember. Um, well, I remember Devin I, and Emily with their boots that day. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember, know why. I remember that shot specifically. I didn't even do that shot. I was I was the A camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, Dylan I was did the it. A camera, and Dylan was the yeah. B camera focus puller. Dylan did a great job. And yes, he did. And I just remember watching, you know, when that shot was being set up, thinking, well, I'm glad I'm not having to do this shot. But there were two shots on the movie that shot, and there was another shot. There was a in the some barn when Kristen Chenoweth was tied up, and you like started on her eyeball or something on like a 290 on the. 12 to 1 and you dollied back and zoomed out into a big wide shot 24 mil of the full set. Oh, that's right. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not doing this shot. There was some crazy, but, well, there was some crazy things. Which was funny because in, in prep on that show, they when they you brought me in and the DP started talking to me, he wanted me on B camera. He was like, well, I want you to key the show, but I want you to be on B camera. Because I'm, it, Rob is very worried about focus. I guess on his previous movie, they had a lot of focus problems. Yeah. Oh, I and it's, remember And that, it's, yeah. you know, the whole movie's very voyeuristic, and they wanted to do tons of long lens stuff. And, and it was going to be a lot of long lens voyeuristic stuff, and they were very worried about focus. They were like, we want you to do those shots, so we want you on B camera. And I remember looking at him and said, look, if I'm going to key the show, I'd prefer to be on A camera. You know, we're not, there's not going to be dis, you know discrepancy in pay. Like, I'd rather have the credit for A camera. I said, I, why don't you just give us the long lens shots you're worried about on a camera? Like it's, it's sure that work. And he ended up agreeing and saying, that's fine. And, and he didn't really do that. No, though. because I think in the beginning they, Dylan, they ended up being really they, both me and Dylan, you know, and I had never worked with this DP before. I never worked with the director before, neither had Dylan. Um, and, and we came in. And I just remember the whole time in prep, it was constantly like focuses. It was a big deal. I remember I them know. telling me Rob had asked for like a 24 inch monitor, the sharpest monitor that they could find to put in his trailer so he could watch dailies just to make sure focus was good. Yeah. And I'm thinking, great, this is awesome. And they're, they're bringing in, uh, the, we had a 600 mil lens for the shot. It was like a big shot. It was the reveal of, of Jennifer Lopez in the beginning of the movie. It was her jogging down a path towards the camera. Mm-hmm. It was a, they wanted a super long lens. Her running past camera and that was going to be 
like her reveal and this was even in prep they knew about the shot and they were that's yeah, they were super worried about it. they talked to me about it during prep did and we ever like, do that shot? Yeah, but, oh. but this is what's great about it. Is, you know, we we yeah, there was long lens stuff, but we're talking like 100, 135. It wasn't really that difficult to wish. I mean, it was not an easy show, but it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Um, but we did. We get to this day with this the scene, this shot of her running, and put the six hundred mil. And it might have been a six hundred with a doubler. I'm not sure. It was, it was a it was a long lens either way, and. You know, Devin's out there putting marks that we're getting marks and I'm getting marks. You know, she's he, she starts like she comes around a corner we're in a park like 800 feet away or something like that. And, you know, Devin gets marks for me all the way past camera and she's off to the right of right of frame running next to J-Lo calling marks on the walkie to me because it was such a long distance. She couldn't just like stand off to the side and call. She had to actually like move with her. Mm-hmm. So we, we go to do the first take. And of course, everyone's freaking out. At this point, Rob was already happy with focus with me. He he wasn't worried about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Apparently, he wasn't, you know, in prep. And but that that twenty later, that twenty four inch monitor went away after the first week. Apparently, like, oh, he was yeah. he was happy. He trusted me. He we got along great. He trusted Dylan. So yeah, that went away. But either well, way, Dylan they and I proved ourselves on that first shot. Yeah, <laughs> but but that this this shot was you know this was the shot of the movie like in their minds everyone in prep this was like the shot and so i'm like great this is gonna suck you know running or you know and I, in my mind she's gonna run you know she's full body she runs you know through a close-up out of frame like this Into is a like screamer. the screamer yeah, yeah yeah so they they call action she starts running she's a little bigger in full body she keeps running i turn the knob maybe eh, maybe a 16th of an inch eh, uh-huh. just a little eh. And cut. And I'm thinking, oh shit, something went wrong. What are they what are they in? And they all look they all stop and look at me. And she's still full body at this point. Like she hasn't even gotten closer in full body. And they look at me and said, Hey, hey Lebby. Rob was Lebby, that looked good. Was that how do you feel? And I looked at I kinda looked at him like a little dumbfounded, like, wait, what? And I was like, Well it's great. It's fine. And he's like, Oh and they started like cheering and everyone was like super happy. And I I remember he he like started applauding for me and I looked at him and was like, Rob, I love I would love to take credit for But that was anything. Easy. Anything. But I was like, any trained monkey could have done that. I didn't I, I the truth is even though I turned the knob a little bit, I didn't even have to. Like it, it yeah, she was yeah. so far away. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. And it was it was like that was the shot they were worried about. Right. And for some reason they all thought I had to like pull off a miracle. And I'm like and all I could think from that point on, moment on was who was the focus puller on his last movie I that know. screwed up we so could find bad? Out. Yeah, I could, but um, uh, no, I remember. <laughs> I know, I remember because I was building the rig because yeah, all the close a, stuff of her running it was like a grip was off thing, a grip yeah. trick, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Which again was a lot harder. That stuff for Dylan, I'm sure, was a lot harder than what I did. <laughs> and I then I'm the, you know the next two hours I'm sitting on the truck watching you guys do grip trick stuff, and I'm just sitting there like, all right, I did my shot for the day, I guess. I know. I know it's so it's so crazy. Oh, yeah, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Rob would do it. Well, he's done another movie. We didn't get to do it, but unfortunately, Hurricane Heist. They shot it in like Bulgaria or something. I know, I know. All local crew, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. Maybe the next one. I remember he'd asked us. He asked us to do the one that he was signed on to in China. He asked us to do the Roadhouse he wanted remake. To, he was going to do the Roadhouse remake, which he ended up not doing. But. With what's her name? Um, the, the MMA fighter. Ronda Rousey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that went away. That was, like, going to go, apparently. 
I don't know. Something went, yeah, some went weird it's with been, that. It's been five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but he was asking me, he goes, where? what do you prefer, Austin or somewhere in North Carolina? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was like, that was the second or third day at lunch. He came and sat with me because I was like first to lunch. And he came and sat with me and was like, I want to bring you and the whole, all your whole camera crew. To, yeah. And, um, yeah, because he was, he was talking to you and talking to me about it for most of that movie. He was talking about Roadhouse. Like three days into our movie, he yeah. was talking about it. I was like, awesome. Great. Yeah, we're like, yeah, wherever. Let's do Take it. Take us wherever. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. like fun. It's a bummer. It just hasn't happened yet. I think, well, I think he, he, I don't know if it's still in development, but he, he pulled out of it a long time ago. Oh, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, what I found out through other director friends of mine that I didn't know as much at the time is that they they will attach directors to try to get money. Oh, absolutely. Well, Same thing with talent. Well, I knew that about talent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really know that that much about directors. And yeah. so th- that's why for a while there he was signed on. He started signing on to all these movies. <laughs> and um, there was one with... Oh yeah, the China one. It was Marco Polo. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I don't think it ever happened because it yeah, turned into a, weird it turned into that. a thing on Netflix, like yeah. a series. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was the same one. I think anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be it'd be good to work with it. Ooh, that was your neck. That yep. sounded freaky weird. Welcome to the life of an AC. Um. Yeah. Right. Um. We've been we've been talking for way too long. So there was other stuff I was going to ask you about. But well, is there um, anything super awesome you want to ask me about? Not really. I was going to ask you about <laughs> camping that Lena Dunham show. Did you uh, do the whole season of that? Uh, did the first seven? Ep- how many? Wait, eight episodes. I did the first seven, and then I left for another show. Oh, okay. And then I was going to ask you about uh, um, Cosmos. Um, you already talked about it a little, but just uh-huh. Neil deGrasse Tyson, how how that was and everything. And unfortunately, now he's been accused I was of a bunch say, of shit. What do you want me to say at this point? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you know, I mean, if you saw him grabbing somebody in the wrong way, you can tell me. But I don't think uh, that's no, what I, I mean. Meant. As, yeah, he he was. And by the way, he I, was awesome. We'll put it that way. He was great. He and seems I, and like I, a great guy I, to be around. And I look at the allegations and the first the first one I think is complete bullshit. But the the other two I think are. I don't want to defend him saying something was right or wrong, but I, I, I think they're a bit of a Well, you weren't there either. I, exactly. So, so and I, I, you know, who knows? I feel like there's more of a misunderstanding than a, than a, it's, it's certainly not an intent for him to do anything. I don't think that he meant to do. If right. he, if he said something in a, I could, I could see him saying something in jest that was taken the wrong, the taken more serious than what he meant or, you know, whatever. Sure. But he is my interaction with him, which wasn't a ton was, was great and he seemed like a super down to earth nice guy and would never want to hurt anybody in any facet but again i've only worked with him for about three weeks yeah so. yeah i mean he he seems cool but um it's it's too bad because they those things seem a little off to me as well yeah. and i think you know i'm all for the the whole me too thing i really am um i don't want to see anybody I mean, from the worst allegations, I mean, that's horrible, you know. Yeah. Um, assault, sexual assault, raping. I mean, that is just disturbing. But there are some other things that are weird or what, like the Aziz yeah. Anthar, Ansari thing. That's that's a tough one to, to break down. And it's to, not the same. To me, to me, the 
Neil deGrasse Tyson the third out of the most recent allegation to me feels like it's in that vein. Well, I haven't read all there of them. A little, just... There's a little bit of a miscommunication, misunderstanding. But like I was telling my wife the other day, is like I I don't believe them in the sense that from what I know from him. Right. But if but I would like there to be some sort of investigation to find out. And if sure. he and if he did do that, fuck him. Exactly. As much as I love the guy, fuck him. Right. So you know. Right. right I hope right. that I hope but, that he doesn't. Also I hope that he doesn't burn for something he didn't do. But right. You know, if he did, fuck him, and he should burn for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's just that it's that these things are hard to get to the bottom of. Yeah. It's hard to. There, there, there is often, and often there are almost two truths. It's like what one person thinks they did and how they did it and their intent in doing it, and when the, what the other person thinks they did to them or what their intent was. Well, and, and that's the, the hardest part, of thing. And there's only know, two people in the room. You, you look so. at it and go, he might have done nothing wrong in his mind or in the sense of, you know, he and didn't she still sexually hurt. assault someone. But if, but if, she, if she felt like he was doing something to her, is that right. still wrong? And right. you think, in a certain sense, yes. And uh, if you're making kind someone, if you're making someone right. feel a certain way, but right. at the same time, I can't always control what I make someone else feel. So it's it's that fine line yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. well, you know, yes, he's wrong for maybe making her feel that way. And we're not trying to say that this person doesn't feel that way because if she feels that way, she feels that way. Whether he did was right it's or just wrong. A never but it's like, how circular. do you, how do you, where's that line of what's okay and what's not? And it's almost, too, it's almost too far to say, well, it's all not okay because, you know, you're allowed to, I, I, if someone makes a joke to someone and it's a, you know, it depends on. I mean, uh, there's obviously going to be a line of how far the joke can go, but you know, it's like I don't. It's like how, where do you draw that line that becomes a? But people make badly know. timed comments all the time. Oh yeah, that they they mean as funny and whatever, and and most of us like you know can handle this stuff. Unfortunately, there is a bit of there's sometimes things go a little too far, and I think in some ways I'm not saying it's over or anything like that, but yeah. like the Me Too thing went a little too far. It with did. some people, uh, and look, there's still going to be, and I, I, look, I believe women. I have no reason not to believe women when they Absol- speak out. Absolutely, but you have to look at both sides. And and, and well, it's and, like you know. well, look, I know I know a ton of men who are terrible people and who lie out their ass and who've done horrible things. I know a ton of women who also are horrible people who lie out their ass and have done horrible right. things. So it's like, I you know, you look at some of these cases and say, well, you have to believe right. the woman. I go, yeah, but I also, maybe we shouldn't in, no, certain, li- in to, certain cases. You have to listen. But we shouldn't believe the men in the other ca- in these other cases, too. It's like there's... Well, look, there are people... There's the- no, this is not a black and white issue. And it's it's it became... I think it went too far to becoming black and white. And I think now it's got to work its way back into... Finding a, a a place that we have to find, find a happy that, medium. that middle ground, but right. I, I but in you know, but I think it's good that it's happening, and I think yeah. it's good that it has happened, and I think there's we a ton of keep... people in this in, in this industry that need to be out of this industry, sure, because they're just horrible people. Uh, agreed, and but we have to give women and men, let's be honest, yeah. a chance to speak out and not and not be scared. Exactly, they and, need to feel welcome to say what has happened. Yes. But we and the also people, and the people who are accused need to not fight back as much as say, well, let's investigate. No, but we but we don't we also don't need to burn people at the stake. Absolutely. Because someone no, of course said, well, that's what I'm saying. If it should be and, you know, if there's an accusation, there should be an investigation sure. and there should be an outcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It shouldn't just whether be, in the business or not. Yeah. yeah. But look, I know and I know, you know, um, at least one person in the business who's made false al- allegations and gotten caught doing it. Mm-hmm. And and um, and that's fucked up. Very. Uh, and, they st- and they still work, and that's maybe even more fucked up. Right, right. 
and and um that shit's uh it's serious you know and but and, and and look to play devil's advocate maybe this person thought that you know they're scared about losing their job and they're trying to do anything they can to keep their job so I, I, I guess I kind of get it on the tiniest of level, but 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 do, but throwing somebody under the bus like that, I I'll never understand. I yeah. don't. Well, it's 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 so weird. People too, make mistakes and everything. Well, that's but that's a, a pretty big fucking mistake. Yeah. Plus, if it ever happens for well, from now on. Well, now if anything, you're the, anything you're the they person say, who cried wolf. Exactly. Now I I I did a couple features with a director earlier in my career who who was a convicted sexual predator, and he's he's still working. Victor Salvo. Yeah. I did a movie with him. I did a couple movies with him. And I didn't know and that. it's and you, you look I look back and it's like in my time with him, super nice guy. Yeah. You know, I had no problems with him. But no, I talked I, I know, talked about him with somebody else on but, the podcast. Yeah, but knowing you know, he did these things. I mean, he did some messed up things. Oh, and he did serious and, jail time too. Yes, he did. Yeah. And it's like it's very odd. It's 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 a very conflicting thing. It's like, well, do we deny him the right to have a career because he got caught he did something bad but he did serve his time you know it's like that's where it's like was it i don't know do we just say he should never be able to make a movie again because he did something bad and i think a lot of people would say yes he did something bad so but he was also convicted and he went to jail for, but, a, while, for a while over and it. he served his time so and where's the time so where's the line though exactly that's the problem if if our if our like, system I, is saying he served I'm his not time really he's against, back into society i'm not really against them saying no you can't make a movie anymore yeah you can't make any more movies but then what does he where does he go? Can he be the manager to Seven Eleven? No. Can he be a shoe shine guy? No. Can he well, take tickets at the movie theater? I like. I what, know. What is he allowed to do? Well, I know they're very. You specific, get my point. I know they're very specific rules about children. About okay. having children okay, on okay, sets. But, 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 so there is a concept. There is some you know some things there. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah but, but yeah, you, but that's but exact, you get my point. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And, and people will say, oh, well, he gets to be get make a lot of money, whatever. Okay, so I get it. But can he be a Wall Street trader? Can he? Well, knowing the finance guys, yeah, I'm sure he could. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just really hard because we live amongst these people, yeah. And 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 some of them are awful and terrible and devious and whatever. But we don't live in a place where we put people to death for that, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, on, on one hand, I want to say, you know, yeah, if you're gonna, if you're that kind of person, you should just rot and not be able to do anything. Sure, I agree. You, that you, you lost your Especially opportunity. children but, the, but then in the other, yeah, but then on the other hand, you look at it and go, well, well, you know, is reformation something that should be, that that exists? And it, can someone learn from their mistakes? And Right. You know, it's like, look, if, if the man has messed up thoughts about children, even to this day, but doesn't act on them, that's a tough thing. It's like, is he still a bad person or is he, well, look, is he reformed wanna, enough to understand that's even if, if you, he has these thoughts, he realizes that's wrong. I can't do it. I won't do it. If you want to ban him from making movies, you take him from a place where there are a lot of people around him every day watching, keeping an eye. Yes. And, and you know, if you want to ban him from working at all, you turn him into a homeless guy. Yeah. Who now has nothing to lose. To where it could be worse i i don't know i it's a it's a great question it's not a great question it's a it's a it's a difficult serious question. difficult question that we have to ask ourselves in yeah. in the world what do we do with these 
people. I don't want them living next door to me, and you don't want them living next door to you. Yeah. I mean, I knew a ton of people who wouldn't work on his movies because of who it was. Sure, I'm not I kind surprised. Of, I kind of always said, well, We had a protester I'll, who was I'll, there every day, one yeah. person. I was like, I'll, I'll go in and at least see what it is and meet the man and if you know, yeah. and make a decision. And, you know, like I said, I, I did two features with him. I might have, I can't remember if I did a third. I definitely did two features did you do with him. I don't remember what they were called. Oh, okay. Uh, Ro- Rose Rosewood Lane was one with uh, what's that girl's name who was part of the Me Too thing as well? She with Weinstein, um, Rose McGowan. Oh, really? Um, she was the lead in that, and then I did another movie that I can't remember what the name of that was because I think they changed it. Some other horror movie we did in Mississippi. Oof. Mm. That was tough. Um. Hmm. But yeah, you know, like I said, I had no problems with him, and I didn't. You know, he he acted professionally and fine. When we were around. I just I remember on one movie, the the neighborhood we were shooting in Altadena, and the location manager thought it'd be a good idea because we were shooting in a ton of nights. It was a horror movie, and the neighborhood was upset, and so he rounded up Altadena a bunch of the hates kids. people shooting there. Yes, especially when we're there. shooting eighteen Ks HMIs into their windows at two in the morning. Um, the location manager thought it'd be a good idea to round up some of the neighborhood kids, you know, and bring them to set so they could see the set, you know, that'll make the parents happy. You know, oh, their kids God. are going to be exciting for the kids and every, you know, that'll ease some tension. So what happens is they turn on to, I just remember seeing the first AD turning and seeing the location manager with like five or six kids behind him, you know, anywhere from six to, you know, 14 what years old. What do you old. do? Yell, Victor, get out of here. No, he freaked out at the location man. It's like, get yeah. the kids out of here. <laughs> You know, because yeah, yeah. they're not allowed to be around and not allowed to be on set. It was yeah. a, it was a, it was a, it was quickly diffused, but it was this moment of panic from uh-huh. all the higher ups going, "Oh no, we're in trouble." Yeah, and it's like you know this, you know the location manager is trying to do something nice and appease the neighborhood, and little does he know he's bringing these kids to a not a very safe place, maybe. Yeah, which I'm, you know, Victor wouldn't have done anything. He's on, you know, he's on set. I mean, he's not gonna capture a kid and run away with him but yeah <laughs> but you know the man he served his time he's he's got some rules put on him because of what he's done and he has to live by those rules yeah yeah he does and i have to live by the rule of podcasting which is i'm over two hours now <laughs> that's ridiculous and we cannot finish this on talking about victor i'm sorry <laughs> What do you want to talk about? We have, th- I'll give you three minutes. Did you day play on Westworld a little bit? I did. Yeah. I did about three months on Westworld. Oh, you did that much the on fir- it? the first season on second unit. No, I did. Um, my first, I did, I did two days. I got called in on s- double up day. First, the first double up days of the first season. I called in to do B camera on the double up unit, uh-huh. uh, for two days. I did went and did that. So Bob, that's, that's called second unit. That was second unit. But Bob Bob Hall, it was Mike Weldon and Bob Hall were the A and the B camera first on that show. Yeah. So since we were second unit, it was a double up day. Bob was the A camera on the second unit, uh-huh. on the double up unit. And I came in and was the B camera first with Bob. That weekend, Bob had decided, I guess, I think Greg Smith was the operator on main unit, the Steadicam operator. Mm-hmm. And I think he had something going on that might have been a hernia or something along those lines. So, mm. and Bob, that got Bob thinking, crap, I think I might have a hernia too. So he <laughs> went to the doctor that weekend. Turns out he did have a hernia, had to have surgery. No way. So he called me on Saturday morning or something. You know, I worked Thursday, Friday. And he called me Saturday morning and said, hey, I have to have surgery. I'm going to be out for six weeks. Can you Cover fill me. in for me? Wow. Now, I am not Bob Hall. I am. 
clearly at the time yeah, at the time too when i was 27 28 28 um what do you know like 31 or 31 something? yeah okay. I was 31 so mike was the a camera i just don't know how you knew about film cameras I mean, I don't know. I, I in film school we shot on film. Okay, I, but you weren't. Um, you haven't been an assistant with film. Uh, I had. I mean, I had in film school we shot a lot. I mean, granted, most of it was sixteen, but we did some thirty-five. Uh huh. Um, Panavision, and I my first job. Wow, this feels like it should have been the beginning of this whole conversation. My first <laughs> kind of job when I was still in college, I was an intern uh, in the camera department on a show called The Last Song, which was a Miley Cyrus movie shot in Savannah that John Lindley shot. Uh, they were It was 35. So I mm. you know, spent what was a 47-day shoot or something like that. So you know, I learned there, hands-on, kind of how to deal with film. Mm. And then, you know, just I'm, I guess I, I read up a lot and tried to learn as much as I could about it. So I knew some. Okay. I'd, I'd done some day playing with film. I'd done some short films and music videos that were on 35 and on film. Okay. So I knew I knew some films. It's not like gotcha. I didn't know how to do a film. Okay. That was the biggest show I'd done to film to date, for sure. Um, but I guess I, I thought I was screwed. It was the biggest show doing film at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I, I know when, when I went in, and I didn't even know how I got the call. I think, I think an operator put my name in. I think... Uh, you don't think it was me, huh? You no, you weren't there. Um, <laughs> you just dismissed it. <laughs> but no, I, I can't remember. Somehow they called me in, and I came in to do B camera. Bob was super nice. Bob asked me to stay on. I he, I guess I impressed him enough that he thought I could handle covering him on B camera with Mike on A camera for six weeks, and I did. And so when we do double up units, I'd end up being A camera on a double up. It was it was kind of crazy weird you know wow um cool and then after he came back i stayed on as the c camera like day playing c camera i did you know two three days a week for a couple months until i got an offer for an a camera job on another series left to do that nice that's cool yeah well i talked to harhoff a bunch about westworld i I talked to greg about it only a little bit but well greg was funny because greg was there but greg left right before i came in oh he did yeah Oh. Because he had some medical thing. Uh, he got hurt, man. He had yeah. knee issues. and So uh, he, he was kind of out. And then I came in. And I for almost the whole time I was there, I was with uh, Marcis. Cole. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, cool. we were kind of there together. And then I left right before. I didn't know Marcis did that show. He, he kind of came in. They went through a bunch of people, especially when Greg was hurt. So he came in at that point. Okay. Um, cool. And and it was uh, Matzinger was sorry, just Bob uh, Steve Matzinger was the he was the B camera operator. He's the one who put my name in ah. on the list. And, and then he he moved he up, moved up to A left. camera when Greg left, and then B camera ste- B camera became Steadicam kind of at that point. Um, but yeah, I went to uh, I forgot what I was saying. I don't know. You did six weeks on Westworld. Yeah, Marce- oh, sorry, Marcise was there. And then I left right before it kind of like the shit kind of hit the fan. Oh, before they took their big hiatus and everything? Yeah, it was a little bit before that. It was like right when the whole, all the like extras are going to be asked to be naked and touch other people's genitals. Like when that whole thing came out, like <laughs> that was like the day after my last day when I left to do another show. So like when I, everyone's like, oh man, I heard Westworld was crazy. It was nuts. And I was like, hey, I loved it when I was there. It was totally fine. It was totally fine. It was like a normal show. We didn't, Wait, we didn't, you guys, the hours weren't crazy. It was awesome. It was like the first like two or three episodes. Were you guys up in like Valencia where that 
there's a we're at Harmony Ranch mostly. Some really? big, some at like Big Sky and stuff. But the the wait which Harmony Ranch was which is Harmony? Is that the one with the big church with the big door? Remember the no. town, the town, the main um, Sweetwater. No, it's the other town where like the where she goes. Jeez, oh, I can't remember Pari- Pariah or whatever. I think so. Yeah, that's that's when I left when they transitioned to that. Uh okay. So it's like right because I've then. shot a movie at that place before, and it's in Valencia. It's like a dirt road for like twenty minutes, and then you 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 like go through a neighborhood. It's the weirdest thing ever. But then there's this little Mexican yeah town yeah. back there. No, when I was there, it was it was. Mostly like around sweet, the Sweetwater Town, uh, gotcha. which was Harmony Ranch, and they had some stages at Harmony Ranch with stuff built, gotcha. and a couple other random stages. Throughout Are there stages there? And, yeah, at Harmony Ranch. Mm-hmm. I've never shot there. I don't think that's where that the whole glass walled like uh, yeah, yeah, the, whole, yeah. the big glass set or the where the that must have been fun for reflections. I don't. I have nightmares, <laughs> and people like noses were broken. People walking into that because everything oh, was triangular. Right. Everything was triangular. I remember I, I was doing a shot and I was hiding behind a wall, one of the a wall, mm-hmm. thinking like, "Great, no one's going to see me here." Reflection wise, I'm behind the wall, and then they, as soon as they start rolling, Steve, who was on a camera, and he's like, "But is that you? Wait, wave your arm. I think I see you." And I went, "There's no fucking way you're seeing me," and he said, "Just, just wave your arm." And I waved my arm. And he goes, "Yep, that's you." And I said, "How the fuck?" And it was like. Because it was triangular rooms, I get it, it was like a quadruple reflection, and it was like the back of me. <laughs> I'm like, how are you? S-? And I, I was just, it was infuriating. I mean, our planks were black. We had big blackout curtains to put over the whole cameras. Oh my! You God. know, you just be in there with black jackets, just you know, with your oh. eyes popped out. It was, it was a, a bit of a pain of a set to work with, but a bit. Oof. But you know, I had a, I had a blast there. Did was, any of that move? Fun. Could you? Could you tilt any of the glass no. or anything? It no, was they all were locked. Thick. In. I mean, they were thick, hard walls. I mean, the, you could gimbal a door, you know, right. the, right. where the doors were. You could open them a little bit, but the the walls were big, sure. thick glass yeah. walls. Gotcha. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Can we end now? Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. This is just us uh, catching up and bullshitting. Yeah, so more we, haven't, than anything. we haven't talked for like two years, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> but good seeing you, man. And uh, always. And thanks for bringing beer always much appreciated and um hopefully we'll work together soon yeah it'd be nice all right get my job i'll try (laughs) i've done that you never get me job oh that's not true we're pretty even on that front yeah all right i brought you to cincinnati you did all right thanks buddy (laughs) thanks for coming (laughs) (laughs) thanks again to david lubb that was really fun what you what you heard was what would have happened to us whether there were mics in front of us or not. We just love to talk, and he's a very smart guy, so he can talk about a lot of different things, and I enjoy that about him. Um, And I think the stories were fun, hopefully. Uh, Thank you for listening, and check back next week for another new episode.